Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We are once again playing one of our favorite short scenarios, The Ice Cream Man. It was written by the brilliant Michael LeBossier, and it's available from the Miskatonic Repository at DriveThruRPG. So without any further delays, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> the beautiful little seaside village of San Damiel is situated about halfway between Los Angeles and San Francisco. The date is August 3rd, 1990. The summer heat was pleasantly offset by a cool, gentle breeze off the ocean. And as the final days, uh, as I'm sorry, as the final rays of the sunset blazed pink and orange in the sky, <clears throat> four friends sat in an outdoor bistro enjoying a fine meal, a truly delicious meal on what would turn out to be the last day that they would ever enjoy anything again. So what are you guys all doing? So this this risotto, 10 out of 10. I mean, you, you had it too, Ignacio, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm. it was pretty good. Hell yeah. I mean, it's mostly rice. Johnny, can you pass the ketchup? Oh, hell yeah. Hand you the ketchup. Uh, what is that you're putting it on? I'm more of a burger guy myself. Uh, never really fancy things. Yummy looking burger. Best I've had in a while. I could go for some dessert after this. I could be talked into that. That's why I'm having a salad because I'm really more into the dessert. And the he wants. Depends. If it has too much sugar, I'm out. Well, isn't that the point of dessert? That's why I'm mostly out. You gotta live a little, Ignacio. Yeah, well, I want to earn money with this body, right? I have to, I have to take care of it. Oh, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. This beats the hell out of the MREs that they pack up to me in the lookout tower. Well, how about we get another bottle of wine? Won't say no to that. Yeah. Of course, it's going to have to be from my family. Have a little wine, Ignacio. Yeah, yeah, but a little water as well. All right. So as you guys are sitting there, they bring you some more wine. Uh, you're enjoying the food. It's very good. The sunset is beautiful. Um, I'd like you all to do spot hiddens. Uh, 07, which is going to be hard. Oh, Got a 15, which is, I think I had a good spot hidden here. Yes, I did. Out of 40. So, yeah. Okay. Joseph? So, that's a hard success. I'm sorry, Joe. What did you get? A 15. It's hard oh, success. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, oh. That Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I got a uh, 25, which ends up being a hard pass. Okay. So the way that you're setting, uh, Ignatio has got his back to the street. You know, you're on an outdoor terrace. Yeah. Um, and the rest of you are sitting kind of around. 
Uh, Johnny's sitting directly across. So he's got a direct view of the street. So as you guys are chatting, you're, you're eating your meal, Johnny, you notice uh, there's obviously other people around. Um, you notice a guy coming down the street. He walks past the bistro, but as he's walking past, he's looking in, you know. Uh, he walks past, and at that moment, nothing crosses your mind. You know, it's just a guy walking past amongst other people. And then after a few minutes, you see the same guy walking back the other way, also once again sort of looking in where you are. And the third time this happens is he's walking once again past and looking in. He, he's, he seems to be hesitating a bit. He looks a little disheveled. He's not, uh, he, he looks like he's wearing a business suit, but it's rather unkempt. It's wrinkled. You can see uh, maybe some dirt, you know, on the suit itself. Uh, his hair is a little frazzled. Um, he looks a little distressed. Um, uh, and it's obvious that he is looking in your guys' direction. Um, but once again, he's sort of gone past, and you can see that he's not going very far, and then he's standing there, and you think that maybe he's wrestling with something and then thinking about coming back. What do you do when you see this? I'm making eye contact with him, and I and on his third time around, I'm just going to say, don't be afraid of Johnny Chu. <clears throat> he, um, he, he stops what he's doing, and he looks maybe resolved, and he, he comes over, and he comes through the little gate, you know, on the edge of the bistro, um, and he comes over to your table, and he says, uh, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry to, to, to bother you. Um, are, are, are you, um, are you Mr. Um, Joseph Hayward? And he looks at uh, Joe. Yeah, that's me. Uh, good to meet you. Who are you? Yeah. Um, well, um, uh, 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 I, uh, can I can I talk to you for a minute? Um, yeah, sure. I, mean, uh, I I obviously know who you are. I mean, I, I've seen your books and. Uh, 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 I need to tell you something. Um, and you're probably the only person who might believe me when I tell you. Um, uh, but it's going to sound a little weird. Uh, You'd be surprised. Um, will you hear what I have to say then? Uh Sure, I will. Sure, I will. Do you want to talk here? You guys, you guys also notice that he has a suitcase. I mean, not a suitcase, a briefcase. Um, hey, you says, want to take a seat? Uh, I, I stand uh, sure. up and offer him my seat. Sure, sure, sure thank you. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't have very long. Um, and, uh, look, if you if you really don't believe me, then I'll just I'll just leave. But uh, uh, I, I know, I know that it looks like I'm, I'm in bad shape, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not a freak or anything. I'm not going to hurt you or, or, or do any stupid thing like that. Uh, you I, money, I just, buddy? Uh, 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 well, 
Um, I guess I should, you know, kind of start at the beginning. Uh, about four years ago, I was a rather successful researcher for the law firm of Coppert and White. Uh, I was divorced and I had uh, joint custody of my son and he was spending the summer with me. Uh, Dave, David was a great kid. Uh, he was 10 years old. Uh, you know, that, that sort of perfect age where they have so much potential. We mm. used to go to the park and the museum. He liked dinosaurs. Uh, he actually handled our divorce pretty well. And, and then, you know, it was, it was a day just like any other day. I, he wanted some ice cream, you know, and it was hot. And 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 he heard the music, and I I bought him some from the truck. Goddamn fucking ice cream, man! That buddy, same buddy. Uh, do you need us to call someone for no, you? Just, just no, 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 no. Just, just listen. So that same night, I woke up for some reason. And I, I figured I would go and look in on David, only he wasn't there. I, uh, I ran through the house calling for him. Then I happened to look out the window, and I see him walking down the sidewalk. I run outside and I yell, David, but he ignores me like he's sleepwalking or something. Odd. And then, then I see him walking towards the ice cream truck. What the fuck was it doing out past midnight? The guy, the guy, the guy gets out. He's the same young blonde guy, this little fucking uniform that I saw earlier. The guy who sold us goddamn ice cream. He has this freaky grin on his face. I uh, ran up to grab my son, but before I could, <clears throat> this this asshole grabs me by the shoulders. He smells awful, like rotting meat. He looks me in the eyes, and I see that his eyes were black, like like solid black, and then nothing. I uh, I wake up later, lying on my bedroom floor, wondering what the fuck happened. Actually, I I, I forgot to say that uh, that 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 last part I, I couldn't remember. It, it had all been blank from my my mind. I I knew. Something was wrong, but the memory was blocked out. Uh, it took some serious therapy to bring all of that back. I, I, I got the therapy because of David. He was gone, and I couldn't explain it. My wife thought I had hidden him somewhere because I wanted full custody, but but he was gone. The, the police got involved, but they couldn't find him. My son, David. Uh, and the ice cream truck? Well, sir, I'm look, so sorry. Look, here's the important things you need to know. And he puts this, the, the briefcase on the table. Uh, after I remembered what had happened to me, I, I went looking for the ice cream man, but the fucker was gone without a trace. So, so I tried to track down his truck. I searched and I searched, trying to get a lead. Uh, and bit by bit, I started putting things together. All my research is in this briefcase. I, I don't have much time. He looks around and goes, they'll, they'll be here soon. But I think I figured out his modus operandi. See, 
He goes into a town. He puts the ice cream truck up for sale. He gets himself a buyer. And then somehow he steals the buyer's body and he starts selling ice cream. Then he starts taking kids. He fucking takes kids. Oh, just one or two a month. Not enough to attract attention. I, I did my research. It was my job, you know. It's all here. I have photos from the town's missing children's reports, eyewitness reports, and statistics. Now, I showed it all to the police, but they couldn't see it. They, they were polite and somewhat interested, though they said that there are lots of kids that go missing. Statistically, it's not unusual. I, I tried to explain, but I, I fucked up when I told them that I was sure that it wasn't one, that, that it was just one person in every case. I said something stupid like I thought it was a monster. Sometimes I say things that are better kept to myself, and, and that's it. They, uh, they disregarded anything that I had to say. Now, as he's talking to you, you suddenly see a cop car pull up across the street, and a couple of cops get out, and they're looking over in your direction, and they're pulling their guns and starting to walk in your guys' direction. Ah, oh, shit. Here they come. Time to pay up. I, I'm telling you, the thing is here. I, I tracked it to San Damiel, but I acted too soon. Three days ago, I went up to the ice cream man and I shot him in the chest, but it was too soon. The poor bastard just dropped to his knees and fled out on the sidewalk. A look of dumb shock on his face. Not the monster at all. Goddamn poor bastard. But listen, that's it. This is it. And the cops are coming up and they're saying, you know, drop to the ground and all this. And he looks up at you and he says, he says, you have to stop him. I need you to kill the fucking ice cream man. And the Jesus, cops rush I forward and they grab him, him and they, 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 they cuff him and drag him off. And he's like, kill the fucking ice cream man. And so as they do that, I'm going to sort of kick his briefcase like under the table because I don't want them taking that. Okay. And then uh, I guess they take him away. I'm not about to yeah. interfere. Uh, yeah, they take him away pretty quickly. I have a psychology background. I'm wondering if I could do a do a check to see if any of that seemed, if it was just insanity or his uh, his imagination, or if he's sincere, or if he's sincere but deluded. Does well, that make sense? Go ahead and do a psychology poll. Yeah. I guess he didn't want an autograph. Oh, three. Oh, three. Um, well, he didn't seem to show any signs of drug use or, um, or anything mundane. Uh, his psychological state was extremely agitated. Um, he may have suffered some sort of mental breakdown. But it also sounded a lot like he was trying to give you a movie plot or a, a, a book of, for your next book. He did choose the author to come up to. Um, it's hard to tell, but he seemed genuinely distressed. I want everybody, everybody to do knowledge roles. See who gets the best. I got no eight. I'm too hot. Did anybody get better than an 08? I got a two. Oh, you got a two. You got a two. 
77. Something, something about the last bit that he said jogged something in your memory, something that you read in the newspaper a couple of days ago. But you can't remember exactly what. Um, Joseph will start scratching his head. You believe this nonsense? Well, no, but what just occurred to me is what he was saying reminds me of something I read in the paper a couple of days ago. I, I wonder, are there any old papers from earlier this week laying around? Yeah, especially out here on the porch. Yeah, there probably are. People come here and have breakfast and read. Yeah, I'm going to get up and start rifling around on like tables where people have left, and I'm looking for like a couple days old paper, and I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was maybe two or three days ago. I bring, bring it back to the table, and I start looking through, and was it this one? I mean, if it means that much to you, Joseph, go, go for it. You, you find this from August 1st. That this is it, guys. This is it. <clears throat> Headline, senseless killing. The merry music of an ice cream truck brings joy to the hearts of children everywhere. But today, for one man, the music fell silent. Jeffrey Kelly set out this morning in his ice cream truck to begin what he hoped would be a fun and profitable career. Sadly, tragedy struck. As Mr. Kelly was handing out frozen treats to eager children, an unidentified man leaped out of a car and ran up to him. According to eyewitnesses, this man shouted expletives along with the phrase, this is for David. He then fired three shots from a small pistol into Mr. Kelly. As Kelly's body slumped to the ground, the assailant suddenly became remorseful and exclaimed, Oh God, I got it wrong. He then fled the scene on foot. Police are still looking for the gunman. Jeffrey Kelly has no immediate family in this part of the country. Funeral services will be held back in his hometown of Piedmont, Michigan. This is the guy. This is the guy that we just talked to. So he really is a murderer. So he didn't make that part of it. He shot someone. He killed them. That's some spooky shit. Well, he deserves to get locked up for committing a murder. Sure, but it should take care of this suitcase. Uh, It could be part of the crime. Well, let's open it up. I'm curious. This might be a big story. Could be, yeah. I'm all about a good story. Yeah, let's see what's in there. I'll look around and uh, stand watch so that nobody's getting too close. Uh, and some more wine. Yeah. Thanks, let's and get I another get bottle of wine. wine for Johnny. You no. Know, we've been looking for some movie projects. This might be something we're stumbling onto here. Oh, yeah. This definitely gives you some ideas. So um, the briefcase is unlocked. You open it up, and there are quite a few folders and papers in there. Um, there's a map and a, and a list that I'll show you in a moment. Uh, there are also lots of pictures of little children. Uh, and then subsequently, they're paperclipped to pictures of the same child, but from the newspaper that say missing, you know, child missing. Have you seen this child? Um, the first thing you you open up is a map 
I wonder what that, what's New Mexico going to do with this? Do the, the news clippings with the photos of the kids, is there, is there any correlation between these, this route? Well, not the route seems to correlate then with, um, uh, another piece of information. I see. You don't have to go through the whole thing, but you can describe what you're seeing. Yeah, so he's connecting dots between kids that have gone missing in all these places. He's got missing children on the left and missing drivers on the right. So he's, yeah, so he's dead set on the fact that this ice cream truck and ice cream man is operating all around the Southwest. I mean, there have been serial killers that have moved around to avoid getting caught. Um, this could be the Southwest's newest serial murderer. I mean, I but, guess he did his homework. But this is, this is saying that this isn't just one guy. It's, it's like a league of ice cream men that are into this. That are, yeah, something about pass, them passing the torch. Doesn't what make sense. About, he thought they, that they were stealing the bodies. And, Did uh, he convince well, them? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this like guy's. Maybe this we, guy's the one that's killing them all. Well, he's dead. We don't have to worry about it. No, I mean, uh, this guy they just picked up the cops. Maybe he's the serial killer. Start with his own kid, and then. Huh. Oh. If I didn't want to get caught, I wouldn't be making a big deal out of everything. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if he, I, if I were a criminal, I'd want to keep as low profile as possible and not accost people in a in a bistro. There is also one last picture. I wonder if this is the truck belonging to the man that he shot. I scream, you scream. That's what it says. That's so tacky. I'm wondering if this uh, this Jeffrey Kelly guy, he's got a will or wherever this uh, some something that shows us where this ice cream truck's going. You think it'll be put on sale again? I mean, if it's the same truck, how, how, how would we prove? I mean. Well, he, he described the driver going into towns and then selling the truck and almost passing it off to somebody else. So I'm wondering if it's the same vehicle involved the whole time. Um, yeah. Also, why kill the driver if the car is the thing that stays constant? Well, he did say something about that blonde guy being uh you know, abducting his kid, and I don't know about the whole black mm. eyes thing, but it, so I'm not sure if it's sort of. Uh, gosh, there's a lot of loose ends here. Um, well, this guy was just killed. This uh, this ice cream truck driver a couple Kenny. days ago. Hmm. Maybe we can uh, find out where they got the uh, ice cream truck and see if see what's happened to it. See Maybe there's a few. <sighs> someone's trying to sell it. Bills of sale, maybe. But, you know, if the person operating this truck 
is a criminal. I don't know if he'd leave a trail like that or even really have the vehicle legally registered. I mean, he's not exactly incognito driving around an ice cream truck. Yeah. No, but how many of those are in every major city, you know? Yeah, there's probably quite a few in San Diego. <laughs> so I could see him, you know, disappearing in the fray. You know, what's another ice cream truck? I know that, you know, when I was a kid going up to ice cream trucks, I didn't pay attention to which specific one it was or anything like that. So they are sort of that hidden in plain sight type operation. Oh, yeah. The, Is there an ice cream truck like around? Fleet. This time of the evening, no, probably not. Okay. I'm looking over my shoulder. <laughs> you'll, no, you'll, hear the, you'll hear the music <laughs> first before you see it. So when we're looking into this, uh, Johnny and I will get a role in the movie. Oh, yeah. If you're writing this up, I better see my name on the poster. Well, we got to do some more digging before I have enough material to make a screenplay out of this. You know what? We'll help. We'll help. We'll make this a reality. I'll be taking notes. Okay. Might make well, we'll a, a horror movie. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we should see if the police impounded the ice cream truck. It was only a couple days ago, and it's like evidence of a crime. I'm thinking maybe they have it. Oh, that's a good maybe. idea, Todd. If we could get like a VIN number or something off of it. We can maybe trace some of these uh, some of these sales, see if it's the same truck. See where it was bought. Yeah, that, yeah that's a good idea. Um, if that doesn't pan out, uh, maybe we could go to the, I don't know if it would be like the Chamber of Commerce or something like that. Yeah. Just get an idea of how many ice cream trucks currently are permitted in San Damio. Wow, they genius the permitting. Maybe we should make that part of montage. I, I can see it. us in the, the archives, digging through the papers, looking for the ice cream trucks. As long That's as this is an action, action movie is... thingy, sitting in a room with books. Rambo buys some ice cream. Hell yeah, Rambo's a big inspiration of mine. <laughs> All right, so what would you then like to do? Now it's evening. The sun has finally gone down. Uh, it's still warm. You've finished your meal. You've been freaked out by this guy. Uh, well, we could go to the police. Uh, one, a word of caution. Um, I wouldn't go saying that we're too involved in this. You know, if we say, oh, he came up and we talked to him and this and that, they're going to want to interview us and, you know, have us as witnesses. So we have to come across as just an interested party, but not someone who's in possession of evidence that he gave us. Because um, that will get us wrapped up in a bureaucratic nightmare. Where was it when the shooting took place? It wasn't really clear. He just said it was, I think, three days ago that he shot the man. Um, and in the, in the article, it didn't say. Okay. You know, we should look for See if anyone's selling an ice cream truck, too. Because, mm. one, I've got some cash. Maybe, you know, if we're going to use it in a movie, might as well use the, uh, the original one. Aren't you yeah, uh, afraid of becoming the ice cream man and then kidnapping uh, children? I'm not selling ice cream. No. Yep. I just want to own the thing. 
You know, we could always um, could burn it call, in a movie as a prop. We could always call the the, the police station. You know, um, I'm sure there's a payphone around here somewhere, and just ask some questions. You know, hey, we're interested in you know, we I just read this news article about a murder. Uh, you know, what can you tell me about it? What'd you do with the ice? Like, did you impound the truck? Do you have any leads? Who you know? On um, you know, maybe uh, if the ice cream man. And this is this is how you do your research for your books. You ask the the police over the phone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten a lot of good stories from the police. You know, just calling and saying, "Hey, I read about this case. You know, what's uh, you know, what are you what are you able to tell me about it?" Without getting into you know. Just too much discussion on an ongoing case, you know. So, Joseph, do a um, do a luck roll. If it works for you. I passed with a 12. Okay. Then you probably do have a friend in the police department that maybe a detective that's uh, fed you information that you're friends with. Yeah. You can make up his name. <laughs> I usually yeah, try um, to limit my interactions with the police. So where I live at my apartment, it's sort of a, it's almost like a plaza and there's a bunch of different units there. And the while, you know, as time passed, you know, I'd always notice about the same time and see if, you know, it must have been a local officer getting off shift. And I was really having writer's block. And so uh, I saw him outside smoking a cigarette. And so I went and joined him and discussed that, told him I was an author, you know, looking at writing books and things like that. And I think I just plucked just the right string because um, now I go and talk to him and he can't give me, you know, specific names and addresses and things like that, but I never really needed all that. But uh, I could probably talk to that guy. Uh, he probably knows a thing or two about this that he'd be willing to pass my way. If he can tell us where the shooting happened, we can go and ask the locals what happened to the truck and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his name's Rob, I think, mid 50s. I don't know if he's a, just a detective or a captain or something like that. Um, but yeah, he lives adjacent to my building. Hey, those pile of papers we have, we have today's paper in there? Sure. In that pile? Can I, can I take a check to see if I see if, like the classifies is what I want. I want to see if somebody's got an ice cream truck for sale. Just curious. Okay. Um, do a do a library. Libraries. Probably quite a large oh. section of classifieds. I'm get a good good library use. And that is a one hundred. So that is a critical fail. Okay. Um. I mean, you see people people with trucks for sale and cars for sale, and but uh, it's all in that really tiny, tiny writing, and there's just tons and tons of them. So you're scanning through; you don't seem to find anything like that. It's worth a shot. I mean, we can always just drive by the impound lot. That's yeah, I don't know exactly where it is, but I'm sure we could. Figure that out. Yeah, no, I know where People go have to go there to get their cars when they get towed and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you probably have to look through a handful because I'd imagine that there's uh, 
plenty of impound lots. You know, there's probably a lot of wrecker operations here. You know, I imagine a handful of them, but that's still enough. Yeah. We can ask at the entry if they have an ice cream truck. There won't okay. be that many. Yeah. There's probably not that many in this town. So I'm happy to drive. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll take care of the check, gentlemen. Hey, big spender. Yeah, I got a new gig. Uh, oh, good. I'm good. Uh, in a McDonald's commercial. Nice, nice. Well, this can cost considerably more than McDonald's. <laughs> Eat there. Um, all right, so you guys are going to go driving around, going to go look at the impound lot. Yeah, might as well. It's a nice evening. There's a fairly large one. Uh, most of the police, you know, that's where they put their stuff. So, um, so it takes you maybe 15 minutes drive. Uh, it's it's out uh, towards the outskirts of the uh, of San Damiel. You can see the northern Palisades sort of rising up their cliffs um, with very expensive homes up above. And uh, but where you are, there's uh, you know some less less uh, less well kept houses. Um, and then finally, you get to the impound lot. Now the impound lot. Is fairly large. It's got chain link all the way around it, and it's got those green plastic slats that are woven into the into the fence, so you really can't see inside. There's barbed wire on the top, and there's a, a building that's obviously, uh, you know, the office that's right mm-hmm. there. It's probably about seven. Uh, they're probably going to close at eight okay yeah so uh when ignacio was driving we probably made it in 12 minutes instead of 15 i tried tried to push it well that's one way to see the police faster and uh (laughs) that's why i try to limit my interactions by (laughs) all right so so you've you've arrived there god i was hoping we would be able to see into there i mean maybe there's a broken section or kind of I'm a part a little bit, but we'd only get a very narrow view. I mean, if you pull right up the uh, the fence, I'll stand on your car if you don't mind. I can peer over. Yeah, yeah, I mind, but uh... look, look, I do my own stunts. Well, what we can do also do you, you know what I told the, you about that? Is <laughs> that the lot is still uh, it's it's not hasn't closed for the day yet? Right, it hasn't. Well, we could always um, act like uh, maybe we parked parked our car somewhere where we shouldn't have, and our our it got impounded. And we're just trying to see which lot has it. You know, we could say, "Oh, I got a silver Toyota Corolla. I'm looking for." You know, and ask if we could look for it. Yeah, seems easy enough. Mm-hmm. It's worth a shot. At least gets us in there. All right, so you go up the. Uh, it's one of those swinging glass doors. You can go inside. Uh, that was the but, only way into the lot through that office. You have to go into the office to get in, or is there like a? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Unless they're oh, they open the gates and wheel a car in there. Then yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. 
so you go in there and there's a guy behind the counter and he's uh, doing some paperwork or something on the computer. And it's like, yeah, can I help you? Hey, evening. Yeah. I was just wondering if I could just take a quick look in there, get my car. What what car is it? Uh, it's, a, it's a Honda Accord. Honda Accord. There's five Honda Accords. Uh, yeah, I know. What color? I mean, uh, it, it's silver. Okay. Yeah, I've got a silver. Uh, look, look. You got your quick, license and registration. Uh, please don't make me do that. I had a terrible day. I'm sorry. It's just procedures we have to follow. Well, your registration is probably in the glove box. Yeah. Is it is it okay if I go take a look while? Look, it, it'll it'll only be two minutes. Just gotta grab it, then we can all go about our day. You're, you're trying to retrieve something from the car. Yeah. Uh, you got to prove to me that it's your car. Gosh. Is it registered in your name? No, it's uh, it's grandmother's. Well, I think one thing that could solve this pretty quick, you know, we're not even sure that it was taken here because what he did was he was in a rush and he double parked. And while he was in the store, they towed him away. So we're not even sure where they left his vehicle. Do you reckon we could take a quick look and just confirm? Yeah, that's our car. That's not. Yeah, have a heart, mister. Well, it's uh, it's not really procedure. Um, how do I know you're not all going to gang beat me and steal if you want you cars. can take just one of us yeah i'd be willing to just wait out wait out on the street you look kind of familiar me and he points at johnny yeah oh yeah i was in a commercial oh yeah here goes oh yeah yeah the, the hemorrhoid cream commercial <laughs> i'm not too proud of that one but yes we uh. all got to start somewhere do you use it? Uh, no. Um, yeah, he's your guy. If you if you've got you've got piles, if you need Pepto Bismol, Johnny's your guy. Really not supposed to leave the the counter. Hold on. Uh, I was about get, to say if you had a if you had some hemorrhoid cream, I'd sign that. Gets his for you. He gets his he gets his keys. He goes over. He uh, locks the door, the front door, and uh, turns the the closed sign over. And he says, all right, come on. All right, cool. Um, so there's an internal door that goes to the, the lot. And he steps through it. He says, anywhere? And do I see an ice cream truck? You don't. Uh, no, sorry. I guess I got the wrong place. The, the plates don't match. Oh, uh, you had the plates. Um, I could have matched the plates. Oh, I didn't know um, you could do that. So these are the ones that we've got that match your description. None of these? No, no. The plates don't match. Uh, well, the Sorry to waste place, your time, mister. The only, only other place could be is at Sam's across the uh, the city. But uh, they're probably closed by now. Police huh? don't usually use that place. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they're probably getting closed. Oh, well. Sorry, couldn't help you. Hey, I appreciate it. You're a good yeah, man. Across the city. I think we Thanks can make it. Good time. Okay. All right. Well, you're driving, Ignacio, so it's your ticket, not mine. Uh, it's a bust. Let's go. But there's uh, another place across the city. 
Yeah. You know of it? No, but I across the city is nice. Okay. Take the main street. Yeah, we should be. Okay. Twenty minutes. In one piece. <laughs> Stunt driver. <laughs> well, there is a there is a highway that goes. There's a highway that goes all the way from San Francisco down to Los Angeles that goes through the city, so you can get off and on. All right. Uh, but it's still going to take you about 15 or 20 minutes to get there. Are uh, you going to the other place? Uh-huh. All right. So you pull up to the other place, and uh, it is, in fact, closed. What you do? It's uh, it's. I'll give you this. It's a little more run down than the previous place. Um, they originally had all those the same sort of setup with the chain link and the slats, uh, but a lot of the slats are missing. Okay, so we can peek through. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll press my head up against the uh, the opening. Um, you we see do the the call, Joseph. Pardon? The call to your contact at the police. There's a payphone over there. I could give him a ring. Or, uh, oh shoot, it's probably about the time that he's knocking off anyways. We might be able to get lucky enough to go talk to him in person. Okay. I can see he's home. Okay, well, let's get back. As you look through the slats, um, this impound lot seems to deal in larger vehicles. So there are cars and buses and vans and things like that that are in there. Um, You don't see any ice cream truck. Uh, This location's a bus too, gentlemen. You know, we might be better off trying to talk to Rob because he might be able to tell us, no, we didn't impound it or, or we did, but they already got all the evidence they needed from it and cut it loose. I mean, what, what does that mean? So there's no ice cream truck in these uh, impound lots. So it probably already got sold or at least belongs to someone now. Uh, or, and, or it might have just been scrapped, junked. It's a possibility. Or somebody stole it from the crime scene. Yeah, I mean... I kind of want to talk to Rob about it and see what his scoop is on this. He might even work the case. I don't know. Yeah, yeah let's okay. let's see what uh, he says. He might know if someone came and got the uh, got the ice cream truck and who that might be because that'd be someone I'd want to talk to. Okay. I mean, my next couple of days are free, so. So are you going to call him from the payphone or? Yeah, I could just call his home phone number just to. See if he's home. Okay. And if he is, we can arrange to go meet him and talk to him. All right. So you, you ring the phone. It costs you a quarter. Um, I don't actually remember what it used to cost him. Uh, I think it was 10 cents, then it was 20 cents, then 25. Um, uh, his phone rings a couple times, then he answers and like, Yeah, this is Rob. Who is this? Hey, Rob. Uh, Joseph Hayward, your neighbor there. Hey, Joe. Hey, um, I was wondering if you had a minute. I had some questions about another case going on, and I was wondering if you knew anything about it. Something to are, do with... Are, are you at home? You can just come over. 
Yeah, I can be there in about 10 minutes or so. I was just uh, out to dinner. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you in a bit. Yep, come on by. Thanks. Bye. So you, you, it, it's about 30 minutes away, but uh, Inakio will drive it in 10. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay, so you arrive at your apartment and uh, you can see his place across from you. Boy, Ignacio, you've got a leg foot. All right. All right, so how do you proceed? I'll just go knock on the door and just, because uh, it would be odd if someone else did, but uh, yeah. What are the rest of you doing? Are you going with him? Yeah, yeah I'll go. Yeah. If, if you don't think, I'll, uh, I'll go too, if it's not gonna overwhelm him. All right. Okay, then I, I stay at the door. I don't want to be intimidating. Well, I'll, I'll stay, stay at the, the door and, and, and talk to Ignacio. Yeah, I don't know if you want a whole mess of us there. Maybe I'll just talk to him for a few minutes and I can give you guys the rundown. Well, I mean, we'll have the writer and then the person funding the movie. Perfect. Sure. Yeah. But I think two of us is fine. I'll just... Great. All right. So you knock on his door and he opens it up. Uh, he's dressed down. He's not obviously in a uniform. Uh, he's like, Joe, come on in. Oh, who's your friend? This is my buddy Johnny. We were just out to dinner catching up a little bit. Uh, I hope it was all right that I didn't want to tell No, it's okay. Pass. It's okay. One side. You guys want a beer? Yeah, I do. All right. So he gets you guys a beer. Thanks. So what can I do for you? You guys all say. Hey. Yeah. So I was sitting in the, the bistro there, the one over by the water. And um, I was going through an old newspaper. And there was this pretty interesting story and I actually didn't know about it before um, <clears throat> but uh, I guess there was a murder of an ice cream truck driver and this crazy guy was oh yeah he ran up and said this is for David and uh, just killed the guy right there on the spot yeah they uh, yeah murdered him in cold blood right there in the street while the kids were all watching probably scarred some of them for life god I'm sure what was that all about did you work the case or no, not really, but I mean, you know, everybody knows about everything going on in the in the office. Um, I hear they got him. I think they got him this afternoon. He's locked up in uh, Central. Um, well, that's good. Nutty as a fruitcake. Yeah, I mean, so what was the ice cream man? Were they involved in some illicit activities and they owe money or what? Uh, there doesn't seem to be any motivation. The, uh, the nut cake is... Uh, I, I I don't know. He's almost at this point. I I heard them say that he's kind of catatonic. I think that um, you know he could be trying to get you know insanity plea. But sure. I mean, they always try that, but they don't realize that's a much worse. It'd be much better to go to prison than to go to a mental hospital. Yeah. So I had a question about the truck. So when something crazy like that happens. What do you guys usually do with something big like an ice cream truck? Obviously, you don't just leave it in the park. Right. Yeah, they would have impounded it. Okay. Yeah, so I heard about it, and I just, you know, my creativity got flowing, and I was thinking about basing a new short story off of some events loosely. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I was looking for some some inspiration. Do you know where they would have taken the truck? I just kind of wanted to see what it looks like and sort of get the feel of the place, you know? Um, probably the Red Star Impound lot. That's the first one that you guys went to. Okay. He says most likely there. If not there, then they'd go to the guy across town. But So if they impound it and nobody comes asking for it, obviously, because the driver's gone, and I don't know if anybody else was in on that business. Well, in that case... It sits there for a certain period. I think they've got 30 days. Uh, if it's not, uh, it, it can go up for auction. Okay. You know. For sure. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to see it and maybe think, you know, see if it gave me any more ideas about what to. Well, you should go by and ask them. You should go by and, uh, I mean, they probably aren't going to let you in there. You have to come up with some sort of a ruse like, uh, I don't know. Your grandma's vehicle was towed or something that you need to find it. But sure, sure. Yeah, no, that would be just a cover story. You'd need to get in there and take a look around, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, I suppose you could just call and inquire about it. Yeah, that could be a good first step. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah, I guess. No one comes for the auction off. Uh, is there a certain auction house that would deal with all that? Uh, oh, I don't really know. I've never been to one of those police auctions, but uh, I mean, that wouldn't happen for a month. Right. Yeah, that's it'd be a while net yet. Well, shoot. Yeah. Um, so you don't know anything about the was the so the driver. There was no connection, no motive. It's just regular. Just a regular guy around the business, huh? From what I understand, he he drove up, he jumped out of his car, he started yelling, uh, you know, you fucking asshole, and uh, something about somebody named David, and then uh, just let loose on the kid. It was just a kid. Just a kid driving a truck, huh? Yeah, I think he was uh, just out of high school. Um probably trying to make some money for uh, college. Sure. Do you know if this uh, ice cream truck was um, sort of a, like, like a franchise of a larger brand or if it was just an independently owned operation? I, I don't think so. I imagine somebody would have come for the truck, but there didn't see it seemed to be privately owned. Sure. Um, uh, there's, there's no way to tell that, I guess, unless you call around um why are you so interested in the truck just because you want to see it yeah you know like i kind of want to you know if i'm putting this into a story obviously i'm not going to use any real names or anything like that but kind of want to know what it looked like what color it was what sort of decals it had on it, maybe even what kind of ice creams were advertised on it just to be realistic you know yeah i didn't actually see it so yeah it was not the case but uh poor poor fella you know yeah, that really is a tragedy. I mean, just a kid. Poor, so the, poor kids that watched it. Yeah, they're going to need some Christ. God. People these days, I mean, what's it coming to? I remember the days where you could let your kids play outside and and uh, just come home by dinner time, and now you got things like this. What's going on with people? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I appreciate your time, and thanks for the beer. Always a pleasure. Sure.
Thank you, sir. Yeah. Keep me informed uh, if you're going to write something up as a story, you know. Yeah, will do. Maybe there'll be a hero police officer named Bob in it. Cool. All right. Well, you have a good night. Take it easy. You guys sleep. Yeah. When we get back to the group, well, I don't really know that we learned anything that we didn't already know. Um, he suggested the same impound lot that we already went to. Um, you know, I don't think it's a cold lead because, I mean, Johnny was only in there for a second, you know, not enough time to really see every single vehicle. But uh, I mean, I did know. I have time to see every? There's a lot of cars in there, but. Yeah, you would I think, think I would have been able to see an ice cream truck. I think it would have stuck up above everything. It's bright pink. Bright pink. Give, give me a little more credit, uh, Joseph. Sure, sure. I just figured, you know, I didn't know how big the lot was back in there because I couldn't see past the, the chain link. You think we should talk to the kids, uh, the victim's family? See well, where I bought it from? That might be a good idea. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to go bugging the bereaving family uh, right now but uh, i was thinking one thing we could do um we could call the impound lot tomorrow um, and just ask if they've impounded an ice cream truck um, we could uh claim to be you know the owners want to come pick it up um just say hey you know uh we had an ice cream truck it was involved in a case i'm sure that you you're you know about and we're trying to we're trying to recover, recover that property and maybe they can confirm or deny whether they've got a vehicle like that there. Or where it went. Yeah, or where it could have gone if they, yeah. Okay. Do you find out where this shooting happened in the city? You forgot to ask. All right. Um, I don't think it's too late to go knocking on the door again. Just say, hey, Rob, I forgot something. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, hey, um, where did this happen? Um, it happened on Rosemead and Fifth, okay. residential area. Yeah, I kind of want to go take a look at the area just to sort of get the lay of the land and sort of. Yours. You're so damn morbid. You're hoping to find blood stains on the ground. Well, more just, you know, what kind of neighborhood it was, uh, whether it was nice, nice, nice residential neighborhood, you know, kids, lots of little cul-de-sacs, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm not too morbid for you, decades in the career. I'm sure that you've gotten jaded well, some of these things. I know the way you authors work, but don't go bothering any of the people in that area. Don't. I will find out that their kids saw this stuff and shit, you know. No, I'm not going to make them rehash any of that. That's crossing the line, Rob. All right. Yeah. Promise me. Appreciate it. Yeah. All, right. All right. Thank you, sir. Good evening. All right. Bob coming through the connection. So it's getting uh, later in the evening. Do you guys want to do anything or do you want to go home? Do you want to make well, plans for tomorrow? Uh, I mean, we, we should definitely. Training. Yeah, I need my beauty sleep. We'll just regroup in the morning. Yeah, we can get together in the morning. 
Sure. Uh, Todd, you picking everyone up or? I or have a that... two seater, so I could pick one of you up. <laughs> but if I can oh. get the rest, it's okay. California. You all have cars. <laughs> all right. So that's your plan that you're going to meet up in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'd like you all to do willpower. Oh, wait, I just noticed that Joseph's in there, that Dan's not here. Wait for Dan. Passed. Deutsche. L. Passed. 12. Okay. That's a hard success. Dan, do a willpower roll. Eight. Yeah, willpower. 20. I think that's okay. so you, you all passed? I failed. You failed. Okay, Johnny. You have kind of a restless night. Um, when it comes down to it, you're concerned a great deal about yourself, your health and your welfare. And the thought that a homicidal maniac was literally sitting in the chair next to you at the table. You, you put on a good face, but it starts to really unnerve you and how bad that situation could have possibly gone. So you toss and turn a bit that night, but you eventually fall asleep. And, uh, you wake up in the morning, you feel a little shitty, but uh, you're okay. So where are we guys going to meet for breakfast? Is there a diner or something in the vicinity of the Mead and Rose or something? Um, not right there, because like I said, it's a residential, it's all houses there. But uh, not too far, you know, maybe... Uh, At Craig's. Yeah, that's close enough. They, they make a mean omelet. Craig's, yeah. All right. Yeah, I right. can do a good breakfast. All right, so you all meet at Craig's in the morning. What's, say, 9 o'clock? All right, boys, did you, did you all get your beauty sleep? Uh, could have gotten uh, a little better bit of sleep. You can see that the hair gel is a little messed up. You dog, you went partying, didn't you? Uh, I wish. Well, it happens to the best of us. It's a new day. That's right. You better keep those shades on. You're starting to look like a raccoon with those bags under your eyes. <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't hear that, brosif. Well, I'm sure you've got concealer and stuff like that that you use in all your commercials. <laughs> yes, I do. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get a Southwestern omelet. Okay. You get oh. uh, you get all of what you guys want. Coffee. Um, so what's your next move as you guys are sitting here discussing this? So I imagine yeah. we could, uh, spend any period of time looking in the area. <clears throat> we probably don't want to give the appearance of loitering. So what do you guys think uh, we can do to 
avoid that that appearance. I mean, if you had someone with a camera, you could say we're shooting pictures for X, Y, and Z magazine. Yeah, yeah or, at least it looks could, a little uh, more legit. And if we bring some snacks with us and things like that, and maybe uh, you know some food and drink, and we're just having a day at the park. Uh, um, yeah, I think I don't. I don't think we got to worry too much. I mean. I don't think the police are going to bother us as much. Yeah, I mean, we're not doing anything illegal. Okay. Why did you want to, Ignacio? No, but I mean, we've already hidden evidence from the police. Uh, (laughs) Nobody knows about that. Yeah. You might as well get into street racing now. In for a penny, in for a pound. Did you, you said you were going to call the impound lot? Yeah, we could do that too. All right. So there is a phone, of course, in that restaurant. John, you got a quarter? I'll flick him one. Okay. Uh, a different voice answers. Obviously, it's not going to be necessarily the same guy who was in there this last night. Um, uh, such and such impound lot. Uh, what can I do for you? Morning. Um, yeah, I'm just giving a call. Um, my name is Jonathan, and my family, uh, we run a small business. It's an ice cream truck. Um, and unfortunately, well, something pretty bad happened. Did you uh, say ice cream truck? Yeah. I'm sure you heard about it in the news. Just a kid. Oh, um, you're talking about the ice cream truck. Uh, Are you going to tell me you're the owner? Well, it's in the family. I'm just calling on behalf of my father. Because somebody was here yesterday and picked it up. Said they were the owner. Well, it could have been, maybe it was my brother or sister and didn't tell me yet. Um, what do they look like? Um, well, fairly uh, medium-sized guy, uh, dark hair. Um, mm-hmm. He said that uh, that uh, the guy who had the truck, the guy that was in the shooting, hadn't paid for it yet, and uh, so he is reclaiming it. Oh, he had the red red slip and stuff, so the pink sure. slip. Oh, okay. Um, that must have been if it's maybe one of your brothers. Or... Yeah, the, the, the description does sound uh, like it, it could be. Um, what's what's your last name? Vargas. Vargas. Well, this, this guy's last name was Jones. Hugh Jones? I don't know. Maybe he was... Uh, maybe he sent a friend to pick it up. Maybe he was busy at work or something. I don't... Well, that's odd. Oh, well, if... Uh, I don't know. Something sounds like it's off. Uh, you sure it was your truck that was here? Pink and white? Uh, yeah, that, that, that'd have been it. Um, well, I'm not going to get too out of sorts yet because, again, like I said, you know, my brother could have had a friend go pick it up for him. 
uh, maybe he was had an appointment or something like that. But um, well, this guy's name was on the pink slip. Oh. Uh, said that he'd owned it for uh, uh, since uh, since March. Jones, huh? Did he give a first name? Yeah, Hugh. Hugh Jones. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a confusing uh, turn of events. Um, again, I wasn't really that closely involved with the business. I had my own career going on, so they could be it could be a doing business as type deal. Um, well, you'll you'll have to take it up with him. Sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sorry to uh, take up your time, sir. Where Where do you live? I mean, he gave me his address. Uh, south end of San Daniel, down past the, the interstate on below the interchange. This is, this is different than that. Um, yeah, there must be some confusion. Uh, I I suppose I can give you his phone number uh, if you need to call him. Yeah, maybe that'll clear some some things up. I haven't. I mean, I worked in it when I was a kid, but since then, you know, I went and did other things. All right. Um, I really shouldn't be doing this, but here's the phone number, and he gives it to you. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Don't give us and don't keep us out of it. You know, he, as far yeah. as we know, he legitimately owns the truck. So, absolutely, sir. He, he I'm sure it was him. just a. I'm sure it's no big deal. But I'll just give him a call and see uh, if it got to the right place. So, again, okay. thank you very much. All right. So you got. I hang up. Huh. Come back to the table. Well, I've got first and last name and a phone number of the man who picked up the ice cream truck. What twist? Wow. So what's the name? Hugh Jones. Ah, that was on the on the paper slip. On the notes. The last driver, he had uh, three question marks. Interesting. I didn't catch that. Yes, it is the last person on the missing driver's list. Mm. Did you get any of his information? Just his phone number. I wonder if we can get an address with that. Well, there's a top buddy. Reverse lookup. Yeah. Yellow pages. Yeah. Well, white pages, probably. We'll go to white pages, look that up. Pay this man a visit. You, uh, you you look up the the number and um, you get an address uh, kind of in a, uh, a ritzier part of town, uh, a res- residential area. Yeah. So how do you want to play this, boys? I think that if we just show up, it'll be a little weird. I mean, if he has an ice cream truck, it might be parked right in his driveway, unless he's got uh, a garage. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't fit into most people's garages. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So don't forget that this is potentially a guy who killed multiple children in other places. What if I go to him and say that I'm looking to buy an ice cream truck? See if he, uh, obviously, because of the killing, he, you know, he had to take his truck back because it wasn't paid for. Maybe I could help him out and 
be the I'm looking for one. And, and I'll, I'll even tell them, I'm, I, if I'm not looking to sell ice cream, I just, you know, we want to use a potential movie prop. He wanted to set it, so yeah, I think it makes sense. True. Yeah, we could uh, have Todd go in as an interested buyer. Um, one thing that be, I'm a little concerned about is that uh, Jeffrey talking to us, um, he did say something about like when it changed hands, somehow though the new owner always ended up in a bad way or something like that. And that, and he said that he <clears throat> killed the ice cream truck driver too early or something. Um, I know that's getting into some kind of hokey kind of stuff, but uh, again, I don't know what your beliefs are, but mm-hmm. some people are pretty superstitious. I don't think we should kill anybody over an ice cream truck. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying that uh, if Todd here becomes the new owner, he might be a new victim. Hope I'm not going to. I'm just curious. I don't know if I. Let's just say I want to take a look at it. I don't have to purchase it. Mm. I'd ask him if you're going to go in there as a potential buyer. I'd go in with a list of questions, you know, like, hey, what's your overhead costs look like? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. You know, what kind of profit margins have you have you gotten out of this? Uh, what suppliers do you use? Things like that, you know, really sell it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Should Johnny and I stay at the car or how do you want to do this sale? Yeah. Kind of want to stay away from that freaky deaky owner. Well, you're. Shall we you're say that you're driving over there as you guys are discussing this in the car? Yeah. Sure. Well, Johnny, you're a, you're an actor. I'm sure that you could. Uh, one of you guys could be the the person who'd be running running it, and one of you could be just an interested investor, giving him seed money. Do that. Put Johnny's uh, acting chops uh, to the test here. Uh, you, you know I can't back down from that challenge. Yeah. Test your skills. Okay. Well, Todd, you seem like the kind of guy that would be the uh, behind-the-scenes uh, money source, and maybe Johnny, you could be the uh, the potential new business owner. Yeah, I'm on me. So. As you're driving, you're you're off the freeway. You're driving into a very nice residential, you know, upper class residential area. Most of the houses are two stories, uh, multiple bedrooms, um, very nice front yards, uh, you know, manicured lawns and uh, and spruce bushes and uh, flowers growing. You're looking at the addresses as you're going along. You know, one hundred two, one hundred four, one hundred six. And then um, up ahead, you see the address. It's a very nice place. Garage door is open. There is no truck there. Um, there's a car, a little uh, uh, sort of off, off brown colored car. Uh, and uh, this is what? 10, 10, 10 o'clock or 10, 10 30 in the morning. 
um, garage doors open, and you think you can see maybe somebody fiddling in there as you drive by. Sure. Well, we should park a little bit, a little ways away. I don't want, uh, you know, if you're talking to this guy, I don't want him to ask, hey, well, who are the other two guys in your car? <laughs> um, I mean, it looks like he doesn't even have an ice cream truck to sell, so. Sure. He could be getting it detailed. So now what's our excuse to even be there? I'll try and ask around if somebody saw an ice cream truck yesterday. Yeah, let's ask one of his neighbors. Hmm. Let's think about this for a second, because you made a good point that uh, our reason to be here really isn't there now, because we can't walk up and be like, hey, you look like a man who would own an ice cream truck. You know? <laughs> My acting is not that good. <laughs> Let's just talk to the neighbor because we know that is like a definite. Sure. Um, But if we went and asked them, you know, hey, does your neighbor over there own ice cream truck? What would make you think that way? I can lie and say, oh, I I passed by earlier and I saw one. Sure. Well, I guess I'll let you do the talking. Yeah. If they say no, then I walk away. They say, yes, we're in. Sure. All right. So um, the houses have fairly large front yards. Um, You walk over to the one on the left Mm -hmm. and uh, you go up. You don't know whether people are home or not. There's a a car in the driveway. Um, So you go up and you knock. Um, After a couple of seconds, well, you may ring the bell. Um, After a couple of seconds, uh, a woman, she looks like she's probably in her mid-40s. Uh, she answers the door, but she doesn't open the screen. We have screen doors. Um, she says, yeah, can I help you? Hi, name's Johnny. Uh, your neighbor over there, he uh, he owns an ice cream truck, right? Mr. O'Keefe? No. No? Never? No. And, and, and you've lived here for how long? Pardon me. Well, it's none of your business, but who are you? Oh, just a... Interested customer. I thought I saw an ice cream truck over there the other day. No, there's never been an ice cream truck over there. Ice cream trucks come around, but no. A lot of ice cream trucks come around this area? Usual. I'm sorry. I'm I'm rather busy. I don't have time to talk right now. Sure, sure. She uh, closes the door. Doesn't know what you're selling. Yeah, so the, the last name of that uh, neighbor is O'Keefe, which it doesn't match up with Hugh Jones. Mm. No ice cream truck. So he gave a fake number. I mean, we could always call. If, if he's still in the garage, you know, doing some mechanical stuff with his car, and we call the number and he answers it, he hears it in his house, then we know it's the same guy. So he... We're- where can we Man. call? Sorry. Yeah, is there a payphone? It's a residential. Probably thing. not nearby. You'd have to go back mm. to a convenience store or something like that. So I'm trying to think here. So a man went to the impound lot, presented himself as Hugh Jones, gave him that phone number, and the slip matched up with the ownership of the ice cream truck. 
we look in the white pages, and it says that Hugh Jones lives here. And he must have ident identified himself as Hugh Jones because Johnny had to show ID and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe O'Keefe is actually a fake name that this guy's given to all his neighbors. Yeah, that's what I'm he's a serial he's, killer. You know, so maybe the actual, you know, on the books, Hugh Jones lives there, but it'd be easy to introduce yourself to your neighbors as Mr. O'Keefe. But that doesn't explain where's his ice cream truck. Maybe he doesn't keep it well. I mean, if he's running and if he's if he's a criminal, um, I certainly wouldn't keep the uh, the vehicle involved in these crimes uh, at my house. So, what do you want to do? Well, I certainly wouldn't approach Mr. O'Keefe and ask him about an ice cream truck. That's going to put him on the defensive. Maybe maybe I can go to the other neighbor on the other side of his house, ask to use their phone, call that number. Just to confirm it's him. Okay. Do a luck roll. Okay. That's from Johnny. Johnny's feeling pretty lucky. 30 out of 50. So if that's what you're going to do, Johnny, you start walking back across and you're going to go to the neighbor on the other side. Mm-hmm. Just as you are almost halfway there, the guy in the garage, he comes out. It does look like he might have been working on a car, um, but he looks like he's maybe in his early 60s, um, thin, uh, wiry, you know, dressed in a T-shirt and blue jeans. Uh, gray hair, um, pretty well kept, but he's got a beard and and so forth, and he's wiping his hands on something. He notices you, but he doesn't pay any attention. You're just somebody walking by, mm -hmm. um, and he goes over to the uh, the hose in his front yard and turns it on and. Uh, uh, takes a drink from the hose and and I'll just pivot keep going and I'll go to him oh I say nice day isn't it um yeah I guess so beautiful yeah. day for a walk um your new neighbor or something oh we're just actually scoping up neighborhood uh I'm thinking of buying up some property around here oh, that's a nice, nice neighborhood quiet oh yeah um a lot of ice cream trucks come around here. Oh, you got kids? Thinking about it. No. I mean, the same as always, you know, a few here and there pop in once in a while during the summer, uh, during mm -hmm. the day. Uh, and he, he extends his hand. He says, uh, Sam O'Keefe. Sam O'Keefe and Johnny Chu. Nice hand. to meet you, Johnny Chu. Good luck. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if there's any houses in the neighborhood that are available, but... How, how long have you lived here? It was 10 years. 10 years. Wow. Mm. Paradise. Really. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll walk back to All the right. rest of the guys. Have a nice day. You too. And he uh, washes off uh, what he was doing, and then he uh, actually heads into the house. So apparently we got... A wrong address. This guy's lived here for 10 years. 
and that mm-hmm. is he introduced himself as Keith, or maybe and he didn't know anything about any ice cream trucks. What did that um, set of papers say about the ice cream truck owners? Um, you mean the one the one with the list? Yeah, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm checking the time well, period he's been here. Hugh Jones, um, uh, that that must have been more recent than what uh, what the the nut job could could come up with the date. But before before that, it was Lester Carter, uh, March thirty first, nineteen ninety. Mark Kaplan, January sixteenth, nineteen ninety. So just months ago, um, and those were all in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then previous to that, Riverside. Previous to that, Blythe. Um, and the description of a, the U Jones doesn't match with the O'Keefe guy. Not at all. No. It so he be... just gave a fake number. Yeah. Something you picked up. Well, if this guy's lived here for ten years, you know, if someone just moved in, then I could see it, you know, having the wrong name in the white pages, but. Why is it saying that somebody else lives where Sam O'Keefe lives? Knowledge roll. Okay. That's a pass. How'd you do, Joe? Uh, Dan? It's your main stat. I passed. Um. What happened, or what what it would seem to happen, is that Hugh Jones, the original owner of the truck, uh, gave a false address, a, a false false phone number. Um, he just made up a number random. It just happens to be this house. Okay. Uh, uh, he already was the owner. Anything, any credentials that he would have had would have said Los Angeles but they would have matched the pink slip and they would have matched the, uh, they would have matched his license and things. Okay. So I don't know if that's really going to do us any good. Well, it tells you one thing, it tells you that he's lying about his identity yeah. in order to keep people from finding out where and who he is. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know if calling that number really is going to help us anymore. Um, Maybe we should just be on the lookout for ice cream truck listings, like in the newspaper in the upcoming days. Um, with these past ice cream truck sales, do we know if there's uh, some kind of medium that it's constantly been done in? Is it just been put on uh, the newspaper only as potential? You don't know that, but... You can guess that that think, might be the case. Okay. And, and just to confirm that, maybe we can even head to the library, look at newspapers from newspaper articles from like other towns where these ice cream trucks have been sold. That's a lot of research. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to get this roll. Yeah. I think I just drive around and look out for ice cream trucks. Okay. Maybe the drivers know each other. So if I find yeah, one, true. I'm trying to stop stop him and uh, ask some questions. They usually work together. They oh, have their turfs. 
another ice cream truck. And then, because uh, we have a picture of the, of the, the ice cream truck. That's a really great idea, Ignacio. Yeah. They're probably at the beach. If you want to drive over the beach, nice day. Yeah, always. Could also swim by the park where the truck was. Yeah, we'll do a loop. All right. So you spend a good portion of the day driving around looking for ice cream trucks. Um, of course, you find them because it's the middle of the day. There's, uh, I think that it's a Wednesday. Um, it's summer. Kids are out of school. Uh, so they get a lot of business going up and down the streets. Um, but you don't find anything that matches the look of that uh, particular ice cream truck. You go down to the beach. Uh, there are some people parked there selling ice cream. Same thing. Uh, you don't find much. Um, <clears throat> but along around, uh, I mean, at some point you'll have lunch, you'll, you know, worry if this is whether it's worth looking into, it's, it seems an impossible task, but around, oh, 530 as you're driving just so happen to see an ice cream truck uh, that turns out of a cul-de-sac and starts heading down a main road. And you're pretty sure it's the truck. It's got the pink and the, the white. And it starts to, uh, it starts to get on the main highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, get him, Ignacio. Have a race on ice cream truck. Well, tail can't be that hard. All right, so you follow this ice cream truck, and um, it it just seems to be driving along. Do you want to do uh, anything uh, other than just follow it? Get the plates. Okay, you can get the plates. Mm-hmm. Um. I suppose in an area like this with lots of, is this a big town? Like, uh, I'm just thinking. I mean, it's technically a city, but it's a small city. So it wouldn't, it's, so there wouldn't be lots of cars really close to each other. So it wouldn't look out of sorts for us to be close to him. It's, it's not LA, like, you know, where it all jams down because they're more modern highways. They've, they've built them better, but um. I mean, no, people pass each other all the time, and people pass trucks because uh, trucks travel a little slower. Sure. Yeah, so I'll overtake him, <clears throat> but do it very slowly. Okay. So See, as, if you can get a good look at him. Yeah. Okay. As you are going by, uh, you notice that there are two people driving. Okay. Well, there's two people in the front. Uh, one is looks like he's uh, maybe in his fifties. Uh, you're only sort of getting the impression as you're going by. You can't see very clearly, 
looks like he's older, maybe in his fifties, uh, probably has brown hair. Um, and you, you see a younger guy uh, looks also like he might be, you know, maybe in his early twenties. Uh, and he's sort of dressed in a little, you know, ice cream man uniform. And uh, he's actually driving the truck. And you can sort of see that the other guy is talking to him. Um, about the time that you get that good look, they start to pull over to go off the freeway. And uh, you follow? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you follow him uh, into a more industrial part of the town. And at this point, you start to notice something, too. You start to notice other ice cream trucks that are, there suddenly are a lot more ice cream trucks. And you realize that they're all sort of going in more or less the same direction. It's not a, not a ridiculous, it's not a weird, weird, you know, all these things. But you realize that at least two of the others and this one are going to the same place. And it looks like it's an industrial, you know, those sort of like industrial business areas where it's, it's just big white cubicle buildings, uh, maybe with a door and a little bit of a front, but it's not like a, a storefront. It's business. It's a business park. Um, you see them all pulling into an alley that goes towards the back of the business park. And you see them then turn and they're all pulling into a, uh, a lot uh, that also has a chain link fence around it uh, and barbed wire. They're all pulling in there and parking. And on the, the building's top, uh, you see that it says Ramsey's Incorporated on the building. And there's a little ice cream cone as their logo. Uh, looks like there are, in fact, seven trucks. This must be closing time. So they, they all look identical? or is No, it... no. They all look like they were... They all, all have their own little characteristics. Probably mm -hmm. the only thing that's the same is what they're selling, you know? But... Yeah. This particular person looks like they probably buy trucks to add to his fleet of trucks. And uh, they all pull in and park and somebody pulls the gate to. Um, you can see there's a warehouse. You can see that the, you know, there's like a warehouse door that's open. And then there's a little front, you know, that looks like it's an office glass front on it uh, on the front of the building. Uh, so like a, a dist uh, that's where he has the all the ice cream that they distribute is like a there. distributor yeah and you can see the people getting out of their trucks and going into the warehouse and i'll drive once around the block to see if there are any other exits like private cars parked there there's must be there a are uh, from that particular lot that's it. There's just the gate going in. However, there's a lot of parking around that. Like I say, there's all cute mm. buildings with you know, pet grooming and, you know, 
but mattress anyone, warehouse and stuff like that. So there's lots of places to park. But anyone that is dedicated to Ramsey's employee. Well, probably the employees are going to come out and get in their cars and go home. Yeah. It looks like they got a meeting. Yeah, there's soon. there's they some there's some there. The there's some there in front of Ramsey's for you know clients to park. Yeah. Or... <sighs> so we could do we want to make contact with any of these people? Um because we could park where their personal cars are parked and they will come this way. I don't know where is, I would say is there it. a now hiring sign? There isn't, no. Okay. Do you think uh, we're going to sneak in there? We what? could. Like a bond fill. We could see if um, if they're going to come out here and get in their cars and go home. We could always ask a couple of them about getting into the business. Like, hey, how do I get involved in this? Uh, we were thinking about starting a, our own ice cream truck. Are you looking for more drivers? Or There's... Um... Strategically, there's a couple of things that you notice. One is that um, the lots in the back, um, it it abuts up against a block wall that goes the full length of the business park. And there's probably other business parks over there, but there's a 10 foot high block wall between there. Um, access to that area, could come from this alley or this alley or down one of these alleys that leads to this alley. There's a lot of ways to it. And the whole area can't really be seen from the street, even though there are, you know, lights that sort of light up the parking lot at night. Um, if a cop car were to go by, he wouldn't necessarily be able to see Unless he drove behind the buildings, which he probably wouldn't do. Maybe we should wait until uh, they close yeah. and then come back uh, later and just kind of go right in, climb over the wall. Yeah, that sounds fun. It strikes me as odd that they all drove in. And if they're going to be, you know, clocking out and going home. Yeah, what time is it? Why wouldn't they close the gate after they, why wouldn't they park, come out and close the gate behind them? Why would they close themselves in? Well, they, cause they were going into the warehouse. There's a big oh, warehouse so store. There. Out there, they would exit the warehouse somewhere right. else. Come okay. out the front door. Got it. Yeah. So if there's like a main office building or something like that, right. I'll park next to it so that we can observe who gets out. And who's moving where? Maybe we can spot those two um, in, in the crowd. At least that's what Ignacio is doing. The other okay. ones can go sneak in or whatever you want. <laughs> the man driving the truck that we saw on the highway, did he roughly meet the description that the man from the impound shop um, gave us? No. This okay. was a younger guy, like I say, about 20, um, clean cut. Uh, couldn't quite tell what color his hair was because he had on one of those funny little hats. But uh, he didn't seem to match that description either. Nor did the guy who was sitting next to him who okay. looked older. Did we notice in the other trucks going in, did the drivers wear a uniform as well? Uh, yes, the, they did. 
Were they matching? Uh, I know the trucks yeah. don't match. Yeah, they, they all have matching there? uniforms. Like Ramesses, uh employees. Hmm. Hmm. So, so people start to trickle out and go to the car. You can see they're they're laughing and they're friendly and they're, you know, hmm. joking with one another as they come out and some of them say goodnight to each other and a couple of them notice your car sitting there. Do any of these people match the description from the impound place? Not really. Okay. I mean, maybe some of them vaguely do, but you don't know if no. you don't even know how reliable that description was. I'm going to get out of the car and approach them. Every, okay. Now, everybody that, um, that came out and just went to the cars, were they in like a, like maybe the hat was off, but did they still have the ice cream truck uniform on or is it just, was there other people too? No, they still had, there were, there were a, a few that didn't have the uniforms on. Uh, a couple of ladies looked like maybe the office, you know, office people. Some um, of the warehouse workers. Right. Okay. Um, so Johnny, you're going to walk up to them mm-hmm. and uh, they, uh, they slow down and they're looking at you. I see, yeah, can we help you with something? Yeah. Yeah. You in the ice cream business? Well, we work for Ramsey's for mm-hmm. for Pete. Pete Ramsey's. Oh, yeah. I, I was seeing if I could get into the business somehow. I heard it's very profitable being an ice cream man. Oh, talk to Pete. He's still in? Oh, yeah. He's still in there. He's usually in there okay. for for an hour until we leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have a nice night, Ben. All right. I'm going to head in. Yeah, Johnny, let's just, let's go in. Let's talk to Pete. Okay. Okay. So you go inside and the receptionist is just coming out the door and she says, oh, I, I'm sorry, we're closing. Uh, oh, one of your employees told uh, told me that I can talk to Pete. And she but it's about business. And she says, uh, Pete, there's somebody here for business. And he goes, uh, I'll be out in a second. Do you, do you want me to stay? And she And he's like, no, no, go ahead. So she said, he'll, he'll see you. Much appreciated. Have a good evening. You too. She seems cheery. They all seem kind of cheery. And also, just as you're going in, um, the two men that you saw in the truck, they uh, they come through the back, uh, back door, the one that goes into the warehouse, and they're uh, they're laughing about something, and uh, the old guy says to the the young guy, he says, "You know, Martin, he says it's your first day. Um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll get the gist of it. The the truck handles pretty well, um, but uh, but you know, uh, I don't have to go with you every day. Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll go with you, but uh, from then on, you're on your own." He says, "All right, Mister." Uh, lackey uh and uh they're sort of smiling laughing and they walk past you out the door any name tags for so i can get a first name well he said martin when he was talking to the young kid yeah and then he said uh mr lackey mr lackey mr lackey is the older guy right okay and they go out uh after a couple of minutes uh uh a man he's in uh dark slacks and kind of a red shirt, uh, not a bright red shirt, dark maroon shirt. Um, 
he comes out and he says, uh, he's, yeah, can I, can I help you? I'm Pete. Oh yeah. I was looking for employment. Uh, you got an office? Oh, well, we don't have any employee. We don't have any need for employee. We actually hired somebody just, just yesterday. Uh, oh man. They were telling me, um, you know, Martin, Martin. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. And then um, we got uh, Mr. Lackey, right? I can't remember yeah. his first name. Uh, Joe, Joe Lackey. Yeah, Joe Lackey. Yeah. Um, man, that's that's quite a shame, though. I really wanted to get into the ice cream business. Well, I mean, it's pretty competitive in this town. I know. I heard it makes a lot of money. Well, depends on if you diversify. I mean, you got to do some other things, too, mm -hmm. but. In my case, I've I've built up quite a fleet. So you, know, you own this franchise, and they all the, buy in. Well, it's not a franchise; it's a okay. private business. But yeah, I, I okay. own the, I own all the. So trucks. none of them actually own the the truck itself. You That's you rent correct. them out; yeah. they work per hour. Okay. Yeah. What's your, uh, they what's make, your they make truck? wages? What's that? What, what's your newest truck? They I see your fleet doesn't. Yeah, they're they're not all the same. Well, I acquired one just this afternoon, uh, this oh, morning wow. actually, this morning. Uh, the uh, the pink and white one. Yeah. Where'd you Where'd you get that one? Um, it was sold to me by a fella. Uh, said that he was moving out of town. Uh, he wanted to make a quick sale. So, uh, so technically, you own quickly. it, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I once the paper, you know, the paperwork's got to go through and everything. Right. But oh, and you you paid for it already. Yeah, I've, I pretty much I, I needed to you know test it out and make sure everything was oh, okay yeah. but oh, i mean it's such a great profession being a business owner one day I yeah, well, you owner. know yeah you, you get what you get but the truck's kind of interesting and the fellow that sold it to me was a little uh interesting i guess oh yeah um, no do tell yeah. if i'm gonna be a business owner how, how do we deal with those types well of you know hygiene is a very important thing. Ugh, hygiene yeah you know you gotta you see, my employees are all uh, part of my rules. You know, they got to bathe every morning. They've got to be clean shaven. They've got to, you know, dress in uniforms and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, sometimes you run across these people that are slobs, smelly. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they really need to, they're probably selling drugs out of the back of their truck. I don't oh, know. so you really had to sanitize that truck. Was it yeah. dirty? Did you get it dirty? No, it was actually in pretty good condition. Oh, okay. It's a little, a little odd modifications to it, but oh, what, what do you mean by odd modifications? Yeah, so I, is it like non-industry standard? He said it came from L.A. You know, they have different. Uh, there's not really any standards. A lot of people convert uh, different vehicles into mm -hmm. ice cream trucks. But so, uh, did you get rid of the modifications, or well, I don't know if there's any. I haven't had any time. Standard. I haven't had any time for anything like that. It's uh, I, I don't make money. Mm -hmm. working on these things unless they get breakdowns and this one's in working order anyway i i really don't have any openings i mean if you could give me your card i'll, sure. I'll definitely uh keep you in card. mind and i'll be on the lookout for any listings he gives you his card right says um Put that in um but if you're thinking about getting into the business you know i've got a couple of competitors in town Mm -hmm. uh san damiel's not very big you'd probably do better better in a bigger town like san francisco or la yeah well, i mean I, I would like to be close to home you know what i mean you live here 
Turn wheels around. Are you married? Oh, one day. No. It's a hard life, you know, running your own business. I'll oh. definitely keep that in mind. Do you have, uh, you have any questions, Todd? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, I always wanted to you know, see what it looks like inside these ice cream trucks and in the back, like how, you know, how they're laid out and everything. You mind if I took a look at the, that truck? Yeah. They're all they're all locked up for the evening. Right? Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't want to have to open all that stuff up no, anyway. I, I they're basically it's trucks with refrigerator with freezers in them. Yeah. yeah. You know. Anyway, um, I'm sorry I couldn't help you. No, no, no problem. You know, you helped me out by just taking the time to talk. And I, while I'm looking around, is there any security cameras? Uh, there is one in the office. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a nice evening. You too. All right. I as think you, we should break in. Yeah, yeah I as, definitely want to come back as tonight. You, as you go out of the door, you see him lock the door, and then he goes back into his office. You know. Yeah. finish up work for the day I mean he's here for at least another hour I overheard what are we, uh... okay. and then you you're go getting back, to, back the to the car yeah we'll get back in the car and relay the information yeah so what did you guys find out uh, well that uh, original guy sold it to this business owner here uh, Ramsey and now that uh, ice cream truck's part of his fleet and they just trained, they just hired a new guy who's driving that around. That's why the older guy was mm. with them. So my, my, my thing is, if this curse of, you know, the killer ice cream truck is real, who, who's actually the owner? So is that the business owner, Mr. Ramsey, going to start chopping up kids? Or is it the, the new kid, the so young the guy? owner picked it up from the impound lot, gave it a few jumps. Took off with the truck. Yep. And sold it to our friend Pete Ramsey. Oh, this Ramsey guy. Yep. Okay. Um, hmm. so I, Who knows? The kid, the kid is driving around. This, uh, this kid he's driving around with a Mr. Lackey. A, a guy Joe named Joe Lackey. Lackey. Yeah. And it looks like he's training him. Yeah. Um, this young kid they just hired. I'm wondering. It sounds like somebody completely different sold him the truck. No, no, he, uh, Hugh, this Hugh Jones probably sold yeah. Ramsey the truck. So, yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, I, if Martin, if we were to entertain just for a moment that what that gentleman told us was true about, uh, about the, uh, the guy taking over the drivers of these vehicles, mm-hmm. um, you would think he would, with a Mr. Lackey, like watching him, you know, train him, he wouldn't be able to act on that anytime soon. I'm That's thinking. true. That's true. He won't Until be able to kidnap Lackey anyone. said he's going to drive around with him tomorrow, probably be the last day, and then he's on his own. Does that make sense? Um, oh, yeah. Why we're, this other guy, the, the smelly guy, um, he's got he's to wait until you know, the kids alone, if he were going to do something that wasn't, you know. Mm. So, yeah, it's a good idea. But uh, you mentioned, Pete, that that, uh, 
the guy he bought the truck from was skipping town. Yeah, the the Hugh Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably gone to the gone with the wind. Um, but if this this curse is real and we need you know some stuff to write down for this script, we should really tail the new kid who's getting trained tomorrow. Follow him Bingo. back to his house. Yeah. Bingo. So this this complex doesn't look that secure. I mean, I saw some cameras around. There's probably a camera overlooking the lot. He's a pretty good business owner. I, I know I'd have one. But if we're following the trend of the list that Jeffrey made, the next Hugh Jones from the list would be not this kid, but uh, Pete Ramsey. I, I mean, Pete, he's probably sitting in the office all day. He wouldn't get a chance to do that. So it probably goes to the actual ice cream man. Uh, this Martin kid, I didn't manage to get his uh, last name. Right, but it, it was said. Um, it was said that when Hugh Jones picked it up, he said that he well, he could have just been lying, but that he was picking it up because you know the guy uh, owed money on it or whatever. So do you think it's the actual operator? That I mean, that's why we should keep an eye on him tomorrow by uh, mm-hmm. just watching him. Sure. If we tail him tomorrow, we'll know where he lives. And uh, we got a hell of a story. So that's the hunch that we're going to work off of is that the operators of the vehicles are the ones that are uh, being It'd make more sense. Uh, affected. Okay. Yeah. We go in, if he does have cameras in the lot, as long as we don't, as long as we don't do any major damage that you, we can't hide or, or take anything, yeah, there's not going to be a reason to look at those tapes. So... And they eventually probably just get recorded over anyway. They only go back to the tapes if, uh, you know, there's a crime. So we just have to be, you know, a little extra careful when we're in there. And they won't even know we're there. It's not like we're going in to rob the place, you know, just taking a look around. Oh, yeah. Johnny, do a knowledge roll. Knowledge? I'm sorry, Johnny. Oh, 50 out of 60. Okay. He didn't actually say the guy was skipping town. He said that the guy was acting like he needed to unload the truck because he was going to skip town or something like that. Really needed to unload it quickly. Got it. So he wants people to sell ice cream from it. Okay. So it sounds like you guys are going to try to break into the lot tonight. Would you like to take a 10 minute break before we yeah. go into that? <laughs> that was good to me. All right, cool. So I assume then that at some point you drive away, you go find a diner once again, have some dinner, and you're going to wait for a while. Let's have a quick chat. Um, so I do want to get in there. There's also the angle of following the kid tomorrow. Do we have a preferred order? I mean, I'd rather just see you now. We're in the area. Save some gas. All right. We should get something to cover our faces, and then we can get in there. We'll probably stop by a market. Yeah. And the blanket for the the barbed wire. So we'll need, all right. So we're Sorry, gonna... Todd, Todd, what did you say? Oh, oh I'm, I was just saying that um, I think we should, uh, I think we should do it after dark, after the sun sets. 
So maybe what time is it about now? Like it's summer. It's probably it's, about well, you're in the diner. We'll say it's around nine. Okay, so we could Seems do friendly, that. Yeah, sun's probably going down. You probably got a uh, flashlight in your car. Uh, I do. I have a got a flashlight. I got a crowbar too. If you need, you it. think you can? We should bring the tire iron as well. Yeah. Let's in case take, we uh, find something, want to sabotage an ice cream truck. Um, so that'll make a great story. So if we're going to climb over the fence, we're going to need, well, I definitely wear long sleeve shirts, pants. A blanket to put under the bar. Yeah, like a blanket. Like Ignacio like a, recommended. Yeah, like a piece of carpet or something. Um, gloves. Um uh, now, Joseph did say earlier that if you guys actually leave evidence of a crime, that that's when they would review the the tapes, yeah. the videos. If there's I, no crime evidence, then they won't ever bother. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I just want to take a look at this supposedly cursed ice cream truck. Sure. I mean, yeah. we're not viewable from the street, just walking around earlier. That's correct, right. I think, I mean, I, I'm not... Really, I don't want to put on like like you see in every every movie. It's so cliche. Every they got the black turtlenecks on and the black cat suits and everything going over the fence. I think, you know, if we do something did happen and we got caught in there, you know, I mean, it, if we're not dressed like uh, you know, like we're about to commit the the biggest uh, bank heist in uh, history, I mean, I think it'd be easy to talk our way out of it. I think as long as we can get in there without being seen, yeah. That- kind of take it easy um, and take our time on the inside there. Yeah. So yeah. it's that just first couple of minutes of everybody getting over that we got to worry about. I mean, unless someone's burning the midnight oil. And, yeah, know. I mean, we can see if there's lights inside on the building. Sure. Yeah. Did we, um, yeah, we'd have to check to see if that, uh, the, the, what's his name there? Mr. Uh, Mr. Ramsey, Pete Ramsey left like before. I, I wouldn't want to go in while I was still there. I you could probably gone, guess which car was his because it would have been the only one left. The last the one left. Came out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to ask was if we knew which vehicle was his. Yeah, by that time you would have been. Okay. The secretary did say he usually stayed like about an hour or more. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll assume then that you go and you park behind the buildings. Um maybe even behind the, the cubicle, the, the cube building next to it, and then uh, just walk across. There's no patrols or anything like that. It's a minimally secured area. They just don't want you stealing their trucks. So, you know. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. So you guys are going to attempt to climb over uh, using the... Uh, a blanket to, to soften the barbed wire. Uh, who's going to go in? All of you? Well, I'm going to go in. Yeah. Um, go in. Is there any reason not, you know, maybe we. I mean, someone should be lookout. Yeah, maybe somebody should be a lookout. Um, Just because I asked doesn't mean that I'm setting you up. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if we were going to split up i think we should probably just leave maybe one person to come maybe flash a flashlight a few times if you know somebody's coming in i can play that role really good 
Do you want to do that? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So the, the other three are going in then. Mm -hmm. And Johnny's hiding. Uh, or he's going to signal you if something happens. Okay. So the three of you, I would like you to do a climb roll. If you're climbing chain link, it's fairly easy to climb. I climb is a, is the base 20. Mm. Uh, 42. Can you can spend luck or you can push it. On the on if you push it, you will fall and injure yourself. Okay. Like hospital if, need a hospital injury or just probably a sprain. A sprain. You can't spend luck on push rolls. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna give you a hand, Todd. I'm gonna give you a hand. Okay. That help? That, sure. Yeah, if you could help me get up there. If we yeah. Do. Oh, oh, with that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll also help out. Like, I'll put my hands together, give them a lift. Okay. I'm I'm probably the first to go over. Yeah, I'm not going, so I can keep helping everyone. Right. Uh, so Ignacio goes over without any difficulty. Uh, Joe, did you? Uh, Joe Hayward, did you do okay? Uh, you know, despite some experience climbing, uh, when I was a fire lookout, uh, I did not succeed my role. Okay. Did you want to spend luck or push it? Um, so if I don't do those things, am I not able to reattempt? That's correct. Okay. You know what? I'll give you give you both a re because he's helping you. So you can try one more time. Okay. Eighty-four, even worse. Okay. Yeah. The rich guy is not necessarily the athletic guy. <laughs> I'm not very athletic. I was close enough, so I'm just going to spend some luck to get it down. Okay. So Joseph and Ignacio managed to get over. Uh, Johnny and Todd uh, don't. Well, Johnny doesn't doesn't try. So, Johnny, you feel a little relieved because now you've got some uh, company. I don't have to go into there and get murdered. Ugh. All right, Ignacio and Joseph, um, you you climb back down. You, you, you're inside. Um, you go across the lot, and uh, as you go, uh, as you're walking across the lot a light suddenly comes on. You think it's a automatic, you know, movement light um, that just sort of lights up the general area, not particularly bright, um, but uh, it startles you for a moment when it happens. Uh, you can see the truck in question. There are a bunch of trucks lined up. Um, the the ice cream truck, the, the pink and white one, is a little bit, longer than most of the other trucks. The other trucks are more compact. Um, it's like a more uh, a bigger industrial ice cream truck, so you know, over there. There are, on the ice cream truck, there are 
there's a, a driver's side door and a passenger's side door. And on the passenger's side door, uh, there is also a closable window in the side of the truck, which is where they sell the ice cream out of. So, uh, and then there's the front windshield. Uh, there's also on the back of the truck, there's a couple of doors, you know, that would open like, uh, you know, for loading and unloading stuff. All of them are locked, of course. Wait just a moment. <laughs> Hmm. I did mention locked up. And again, we don't want to leave evidence of break in. Um, you guys have flashlights, right? You probably have flashlights. Yeah, let's do the easiest thing first and look in through the windows. Okay. Looking in through the front window, uh, you can see, of course, the driver's seat, a passenger seat. Uh, you can see the step down to the door. You can see the sort of depth of the truck. And uh, from your perspective, on the right-hand side, there are a number of large freezers, uh, chest free, you know, the uh, what do I want to say? Uh, they're, you know, they only come up to about your, your mid-rift uh, mm. in this kind of freezer oh, that you open this way. Um, and it looks like towards the back, there may be some other equipment and stuff back there. Uh, mm -hmm. There are uh, stickers or posters and things on the wall, you know, with the prices. And you can see that they're, they're also on the, the left-hand side. There's the same thing. There's, there's stuff with prices so that the people in the truck know what the prices are. They can tell the kids and so forth. But other than that, it looks pretty normal. Okay. Well, is the truck in good condition? Fairly good condition. You know, it, it doesn't look like it's brand new, but it's been washed, obviously. And uh, you can find places where there's little nicks in the paint and so forth, but uh, it has, like I say, it's not brand new. So, by what mechanism are these doors locked? They're like, are they like? Uh, well, they've got they've got these kind of doors, but they're they've got keys. Okay. The center. Well, I'm not. I don't possess a skill set that would really help us get into the truck. What about you, Ignacio? Depends on the skills. Locksmith, yep. probably. Yeah. I could try. Yeah, go ahead and give it a try. Hey, maybe we'll get okay. lucky. Uh, you stand watch. We'll do. 22. That is uh, not a hard success, but a success. Okay, cool. And which door are you trying to open? Uh, the one to the to the uh, vending. So the, uh, the passenger side door okay mm -hmm. uh so without much difficulty you you pop the lock you hear it click and you turn the handle and you can open the, the door oh hot dog you did it well 
I learned to drive very early. Yeah, I was just going to ask, where did you learn that? <laughs> Better not to know. I won't ask. All right. So there's like two little steps up into the into the truck. Are you going inside? Yeah, I'll flash the light so that he can go in first. Okay. So regular driving panel, driver's seat, um, passenger seat. You step up inside. And so it becomes a rather narrow little corridor uh, with, the, with the ice cream chests on, uh, on your, uh, your right-hand side. Um, you step inside, uh, you know, the, the truck sort of gives a little as you're, you're moving in it. Um, what do you want to do? Is there a way to get into the rear compartment from? The yeah, front? I mean, there's just one big, big compartment. Okay. Um, so I'll just describe it to you as you go along. So there's a large chest. Uh, there are some stickers on the top of the chest that tell what kind of ice cream they have put in there. Um, if you open the chest, um, mm -hmm. it's completely oh, empty. It's completely empty. Of course, they don't keep the ice cream in here. They store it inside the, the freezers. Is there but, a glove box? Oh. Um, yeah, up in the front, there's a glove box. Okay. I'm going to see if there's a registration in there. Okay. Um, yeah, there's probably a registration in there. Uh, the registration uh, still is showing Hugh Jones. Same address? Uh, yes, but the, no, well, the address is in uh, Los Angeles, uh, and uh, there's a different phone number. Hmm. I see what he did. Um, I want the same names in here. Well, as, you're, as you continue, you know, looking around, so you get to the second uh, big freezer, and you open that up, and it's it's also empty, but it's a little different. Um, it seems to be lined with um, like a thin padding, uh, maybe as a shock absorber. To, you know, if there's you put certain kinds of ice cream in here that might get jostled around. Uh, it's like cushions all the way around. Hmm. I'll try to pry it apart a little. Oh, uh, you pull it away from the, the yeah. side. Uh, it's um, it's part of the interior paneling, but um, I mean, you could rip it away. Uh, it, it would hmm. be fairly thin, you know, foam rubber. Is there... So it's probably glued uh, to yeah, the side? Yeah, it's probably glued all the way around. Okay, so there's no way of, of lifting it or uh, dislodging right. it. Mm. Right. This could be part of the modifications he was talking about. I mean, it's a little odd, but I wouldn't say, given what we know, it's suspicious. Well, I mean, if you want to store someone. Well, sure. But also something that... You know, again, you're driving a lot and, you know, some of those 
ice creams with the cones and nuts and things like that. And you don't want them to get that shell of chocolate to be crushed. Or... How, how are those uh, suspenders in the car jump a little bit? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it moves a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, not particularly hard, so it's, it's, it's doing what its job is. Um, yeah. The truck was longer, though, than the usual, because most, most, um, most of these trucks probably have two freezers in them side by side like that. Mm. This one is a little different towards the back. As you get to the back, there is a small sink um, for washing your hands, um, for cleaning up. And the oddest thing is there is a large industrial ice cream maker, um, like the kind you would see in, uh, in actually a, a factory. Uh, uh, looks like, you know, it's maybe three feet wide. Uh, looks like a big mixer. Are there any odors? Other than ice cream, well, there's not really even that smell. There's disinfectant that you can smell. You know, they've probably cleaned the thing pretty well. Most of the interior is stainless steel. So, Ignacio, can you think of a reason? Why would you go through the effort of manufacturing the product in the truck here? I mean, this is probably an expensive modification machine. I mean, maybe the guy before didn't have a headquarters. Uh, Might be why right the car sells so well because it had expensive modifications made. Yeah, well, he was from LA, this guy, so it's, he can't obviously run back to Los Angeles every time he wants to re-up on ice cream. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything like this from when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, you don't recall ever seeing anything like this in San Francisco. This guy was here. It's months. odd. Um, I'll have a look at the machine. Uh, what kind of stuff does it does it take? Well, the only, I mean, the only way I could describe it is you know, just kind of imagine a big KitchenAid mixer, um, but made to make you know ice cream it's got a paddle inside of it and uh it has a way of cooling the outside of course nothing in particular is cool right now the so, truck, truck has to be operated i'm gonna try to have a really closer inspection of both the machine and the padded um freezer um okay. i take some time and really look through i mean i know they disinfected and cleaned it but they can't get every single nook and cranny. Okay. So I'll take some time doing that while Ignacio maybe checks out a couple other things. Do a spot hidden thing. Yeah. Got a six. So that, that would be a cryptic and extreme success. Okay. Um, you don't find anything in the freezer, uh, but you do on the, the mixer. Of course, mixers are complicated. They're, uh, they've got a lot of parts. Um, you do find some residue. Uh, it's kind of a sticky, dark, um, could be chocolate ice cream, but 
you know, it's it's been there a while. It's something that would have been fairly easy to miss while uh, cleaning. Can I scrape a little bit of it off with a pocket knife? Sure. Could just be ice cream, but I kind of want to. Yeah. It doesn't smell like anything, really. Hmm. Well, yeah, I can't really make anything out of that. Um, it's got an ice cream maker here, added freezer. There's also probably some bits and pieces of equipment, um, you know, for whatever reason, just what you would expect in an ice cream place. Now, if our hunch is that this truck was being used to, say, abduct kids, I was going to say, you know, any evidence of little broken things or a struggle or something like that, but... I remember Jeff saying that his son David was he willingly willingly with him. Uh, so maybe he maybe put hallucin uh, drugs? Uh, drugs yeah drugs into the ice cream. Hmm. So where so if that's if that's a potential theory, where would we? Where would you keep a substance like that? Um, Maybe we should check floorboards and uh, behind cupboards and stuff. Yeah, maybe there's a compartment because, I mean... There there are no floorboards. The floor is stainless steel. Okay. Maybe the wheel wells behind the tire. Well, but if you're going to sell it, you probably would have cleaned it. Cleaned, you, you knew where all that stuff was. You probably. I'm still going to yep. check the wheel wells and underneath fenders and fairings and things like that. Okay. Charlie and. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Uh, while Joseph is outside, I'll try to check if the mixer is potentially operational with mechanical repair. And uh, if not, if I could give it maybe a malfunction. Um, It won't function as long as the car is off. It's run by power. Could I maybe, if there's some metal metal tools, smaller ones, just grab one of them and place them inside so it will block the machine once it starts. Okay. So something that could have happened accidentally, but. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah. right. And so uh, Johnny and Todd, uh, you guys are out there you know, whispering to each other and uh, keeping an eye out. I'd like you both to do spot hiddens. Help. 75. What'd you do, Todd? 25. It's uh that's a uh that's a regular pass. Okay. Uh, Todd, you guys, you guys are standing in the shadows. You you may not have worn the black turtlenecks, but you did wear dark clothes so that you wouldn't stand out. Um you notice a cop car, patrol car go by 
the buildings. Um, you can see down the alley towards the street. You see him going by, probably patrolling the neighborhood. So, uh, Johnny, you, when he goes by, you want to do the flashlight? Let him know yeah, I, I can give him the signal. Okay. Uh, you think that cop's suspicious? Or is he just doing a pass-through? He's done for the night? Probably just doing his pass-through. And then... I mean, if he comes around again, I'll give the signal. Maybe that's, yeah. Let's see if we see him again. Okay. okay. Comes around again, he might ask us what we're doing. But, you know. Ah, I'm feeling lucky. I'm sh- yeah, I'm feeling, I mean... Okay. I got money. I can be anywhere I want to be. <laughs> okay, so Joseph and Ignacio, what uh, what are you guys finishing up with and doing? So my search of the undercarriage and the wheel wells and stuff yielded nothing. Hmm. Yeah, then I get out of the car as well. Well, you know, we could look in the warehouse, but I feel like a lot of the illicit activity was tied to this specific truck. I don't know if it's yeah. I, I, I wouldn't think so. It doesn't fit to the list of the missing kids and the cities if it was a company here. Um, I, I'll make it look like the, the, the door was, they forgot to unlock it or something like that. So the door entry is not necessarily noticed. What state's license plates are on this vehicle right now? Uh, currently, uh, California. Okay. Mm. You have the address of the, or the other fake address potentially. Yeah, we do have, well, we have the address, well, we have the one from LA, so that's the actual Q Jones, I guess. And you um, have a phone number. Yeah, and his phone number. Mm. So we did get that out of this. Um, if he lied once, he will lie again. Mm-hmm. Though there may be a little bit more careful vetting of, you know, the information that's actually on the registration of your vehicle. Mm. Fair. Okay. So you guys going to wrap it up, go back over the fence? Yeah. Now, is there anything that you feel like you might have missed, Ignacio? No, I don't know. It was cleaned pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's worth searching the warehouse. I just, I don't think they're doing anything in there. Also, I really don't want to risk it. Um, I mean, yeah. moving around on a parking lot is one thing. We Breaking and entering of a warehouse. What we can do is we can go back to the fence, talk to um, Johnny and Todd through there, and if they thought of something that we didn't we were still in here we just go back okay so you go back out and you go over towards the fence yeah johnny and todd you see them so you come over to see what they want to say what's up well the search didn't turn out too much there is a couple of odd things again i'm no ice cream truck um expert but one of the freezers in the truck is padded it's almost like uh, cushions on the inside. Um, and mm. there is what looks to be like an ice cream machine that you'd see in like a factory, you know, not something mm. you in a truck. Maybe they're turning kids into ice cream. 
Yeah, they cleaned it pretty well. I found a little bit of residue, but I think it was just old ice cream. You think we're actually onto something, or have we just? Uh, I think there's something going on. Whether it's, I mean, I'm not convinced it's something like supernatural, but I definitely think there's something going on with the list that Jeffrey made and the missing kids. I think that he's he's got. He's on to something, I think, but I don't know what exactly is happening here yet. Um, right. Well, I saw a cop car pass by earlier. I think you should just get out. Okay. I also got a registration on the vehicle and I took notes on, uh, it was a Craig Jones or Hugh Jones. Oh, we should check that out. I mean, an address and a phone number. Are we going to just spy on him or? Well, it's an LA address. It's a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. All the way across that desert. Yeah. Well, we can regroup and talk about this a little bit. Also, there's, you know, the, uh, you know, we could follow the truck around and see if that turns anything up. Yeah, I think we should stick with the plan and follow the, the truck and then the kid. Because I was thinking if uh, what David's father said was that the kid they like leave the house on their own volition under the influence of like some mind control or something. And then the ice cream truck's just waiting there for them. So that ice cream truck's going to have to leave that lot at night. Well, it's not just the ice cream truck. I think it was that he said that it was like a blonde guy. Well, the, the ice cream man, the person who probably served the kid. Yeah. So, and then serve the kid. Somebody is going to, come back this evening if that's their mo well no i I don't think they're going to come back this evening or even tomorrow evening because he was supervised by some manager today and he's going to be supervised tomorrow so i say we can definitely stop child abduction that's pretty heroic i'd say so you don't make a great movie Yes, it would. You don't want to, uh, so you don't want to keep eyes on the truck for the rest of the evening. Uh, I don't think anyone's coming back here. Okay. Yeah. Whatever he would do, he would need to bring to the truck. Right. So. Yeah, we better get a making of documentary as well. So I assume that up and over the fence, you've managed that without any difficulty this time. Uh, you get in your car where you're going home. Yeah. All right. For irrespective films. Like you all to do willpower for this. No, fail. That is a hard this time. Okay. That is a 99. That's a fail. Uh, um, which skill is this that we're doing? Power. Uh, willpower. Willpower. Yeah, characteristic. That's a pass. Okay. So tonight, Ignacio and Todd, you have nightmares. Uh, Ignacio, you uh, you keep thinking about sneaking around in the dark, something that you've done before, something that you're used to, but something about this whole thing seems really uh, unnerving. And, and Todd, you standing there with Choni in the dark with the flashlights and worried about the cops and it's not really what you're used to. So 
you had, you know, police chases and running from the cops and getting thrown into prison and stuff mm. uh, all through your dreams. Um, but oddly enough, Johnny and Joseph, you, you sleep pretty well. So next morning comes. Were you guys planning on getting together again? Um, did you guys want to get together earlier? Or uh, you, you think you saw when you were at the shop that the ice cream trucks probably go out around 9 a.m.? Okay. I want to, I want to, from a distance, follow, watch that truck today with the kid on it. So should Martin. we? Yeah, yeah, we should follow him around, see if he's actually being supervised or if he convinced the supervisor saying, oh, I got it now. Because if he is alone, he might be able to do nefarious shit. So what are we thinking? 0800 or? Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. So you guys get together. You have a little breakfast, a little coffee. And then I assume then you're driving over to... uh, Ramsey's, Pete Ramsey's uh, Incorporated. Um, uh, you you park inconspicuously. You know where all of the trucks come out. Mm. You know, um, and right about uh, nine ten a.m., the trucks start coming out one by one, and the fourth truck that comes out is your pink and white. The ice cream truck. Do we see yep. two people? Do we notice two people in it? Can we see? Oh, uh, yeah, one? you think there's two people in it. So, Martin and uh, uh, Mr. Lackey. So, he, guys, I'm thinking that if Mr. Lackey's there, that this uh, this guy, if if this were happening the way that that our, our friend was saying or uh, believed it happened, if Mr. Lackey's with him, then I don't think Martin's would have been possessed yet. I think he's got to wait till Lackey's out of there. So I don't, hmm. I think we could catch before Martin is, uh, most, I'm, I'm like, that's, that's my theory. So we don't recommend the trainer has anything to do with any of this. Do we? I, I don't think he does. I don't think La- I think um, I think uh, Mr. Lackey's just kind of just from what this guy said he was when he was from his notes it sounded like the guy's modus operandi was to take the the young driver the the actual driver and and replace them whatever that means sure so yeah the, um... I think we should still tail the kid like where he goes home yeah <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. So are you following the truck? Yeah. I mean, we don't really have to follow him if we can just wait at the ice cream um, warehouse. Yeah. He's going to leave. He's going to drop the truck off there. So we don't reckon we can even spend the entire day just having fun because we know the ice cream trucks are going to come back at a certain time. Um, Do a knowledge roll. Okay. Uh, no, I failed. Uh, anybody else? That's a role on uh, education or uh, intelligence. Ah, 
Oh, it would be. Ed- well, I guess it would be education. No, I think. Either one. A pass. A pass. Regular pass. Okay. It does occur to you that you could find out what his route is by following him. That's true. Yeah. Um, so how, yeah. how sure are you that nothing's going to happen during the daytime, Johnny? Do you think I mean, I'm a happen? bit of a gambler, but if you want to play it safe, you can follow him. Or we could always put one person on him. Yeah, we could uh, split up. Um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to know his route, though. I mean, because that's going to help us later for when, if we know where these things are. We were trying to find out. You know, we we didn't even know where the you know where the murder took place the the other day. And this way, at least we'll know. We'll have an area that we know if yeah. we have to get there. I trust Ignacio as the driver. All right. So if we got at least one person tailing them, we'll learn the route. And if something bad does occur, at least we'll have a witness. I mean, I'll go with Ignacio. I, I can smooth talk my way out of anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, what would the rest of you do? Go well, over to LA or? If you want. I could follow the lead on Hugh Jones. I don't know if we'll have to go all the way to L.A. We could always. Um... L.A. is a five-hour drive. Oh, okay, yeah. So we could we could always uh, do a little research, maybe call the phone number and see what we get. Uh... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could use all that for the movie. Sure. Um... I hope the movie will not be one where people sit in offices and talk on the phone. So no, perhaps no. before before you guys leave the diner, before you get in your cars and before you do all this, you said you wanted to try to call the number that's on the registration. Yeah. You call the number from the diner and it rings twice and then you get da-da-da. We're sorry. This number is no longer in service. Got it. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I don't know that we would have to split up. I can't think of another. Uh, I mean, we can just all carpool and follow this ice cream truck then. Yeah, unless anybody thinks it's something that, that, you know, we could be working on, you know, simultaneously. The more, the merrier. And then, I, I, like, let's, let's say we do catch this, this guy in the act of abducting children. How, how are we, we just going to pile on him and beat him up? I'm happy for that, yeah. All right. All right. So the the pink and white comes out, and uh, you guys are discreetly down the street. You see it coming out and turning, so you turn on your engine and you start to follow. And for a moment, it's a little awkward because there's other ice cream trucks around, but uh, they soon start going in different Mm. directions. And... um, Martin's route seems to be, he's heading towards a rather uh, affluent area, and um, he's taking his time, uh, and right about 10 o'clock, when he's, uh, you know, in that neighborhood, and he's always taking the, the main roads into the neighborhood, but you're into a large, you know, urban sprawl, uh, lot, the suburbs, um, there comes a point where he, he, he 
parks the the van you know on the curb next to uh next to a corner um you can see the the truck move around a little like they're getting stuff prepared and then the music turns on you know the the tinkly uh thing and the truck moves forward and it turns down uh a cul-de-sac um so a, a long street, but it has an end. So he'll have to go down the street and come back up the same street. Uh, there's no other way out. Uh, and as he goes, it doesn't take more than a couple of seconds before little kids start you know, coming out of their front doors. And uh, some of them who are playing outside come running for the ice cream and the ice cream. Man. You see the truck pull over to the side, it parks. And uh, I don't know where where exactly are you? You're, did you go down the cul-de-sac with him, or did you just stay at the offering? Uh, let, let me out here. Let me take a good look at this ice cream man. I'll I'll get okay. some ice cream. Okay. Do get we trust the ice cream he's serving? Okay. Get get me a fudgeable. All right. Okay. So Johnny, you get out, and yeah. uh, I'm walking down the cul-de-sac. Start walking down the street. There's maybe seven or eight kids that are in line, uh, the windows open, and you can see that young guy that you saw before in his little uniform, and he's smiling, and he's uh, you know, taking kids' quarters and handing them popsicles and, and creamsicles and stuff like that. And um, There's occasionally a parent that's on the front, you know, at the front door, making sure the kids, because some of these kids are little, Something like five years old. And uh, the young guy's, you know, leaning out and taking care of everybody with a, a big smile on his face. And uh, it looks very friendly. And you get in line. And as you get in line, he kind of glances up at you and smiles uh, like, wow, we don't get many adults. But he takes care of the kids. And uh, uh, you finally you, you come up to the front of the line. He says, what can I do for you, mister? I'm feeling nostalgic. You got some of that uh, Italian ice? Oh, geez. Uh, it's not on the menu. He starts are you, to look uh, around are you, on the walls. Are you new? Yeah, I'm, I'm new. I, I just started uh, yesterday. Okay, well, surely you've got like a fudge sickle or something. Oh, of course you've got fudge sickles, yeah. Um, uh, and, and he turns around and he's opening one of the things. And he's Do I see anything weird? Through it. Not really. Um okay. Uh, he he says uh, uh, he says uh, Sam, do we have any uh, Italian ice? And he says, No, no, we don't have. It's called gelato. We don't have anything like that. He says, I'm sorry, Mister, we don't have gelato. Here's here's your fudge sickle. Right. He said that guy's name was Sam. Yeah, and it's that same like lackey, Mister Lackey. Lackey. I, I can't remember what I named. Him. Oh, okay. Yeah, same same guy. Yeah. Um, so he hands you your fudge sickle and tells you know it's a fifty cents. And he goes, he goes, you know what? You look you look really familiar though. Yeah. Are you on TV? Yes, I am. I'm uh, I'm in a couple commercials. Oh wow. Yeah. You know What's the uh, McDonald's commercial with the burgers raining down. I'm in that one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're like a big movie star then. Need an autograph? Commercial star. You want an autograph? Uh -huh. Sure. Uh, 
here. And he takes his hat <laughs> and he's like, it's like, you, may, you can autograph the inside of my hat. Excellent. Big letters. Johnny Chu. I'm just using my real name. Cool. Wow, mister. That's cool. So like, um, maybe I'll see you again. Yeah. I mean, if you ever need some hemorrhoid cream, uh, I've got to deal with that. Uh, and you hear you hear uh, Lackey saying, you know, like, all right, kid, that's enough. We got to keep going. And he's like, I, I got to go, mister. I'll, I'll see you. Yeah, well, sorry, what was your name? Martin. Martin. You got to find some place to send that hemorrhoid cream. Martin. Martin. Martin Ray. Sorry. Martin, Martin Ray, you live around here? Uh, not really around here. Oh, I, oh. I'm sorry, mister. I got to go. Uh, All right. But see you around. And he closes the window and they go to the end of the cold sack and make a U turn and come back. The other right. I will take the fudge sickle dripping on my hand and walk towards Todd. Okay. So, uh, the kid, when you interacted with him, uh, yeah. how'd he seem? Uh, he seemed pretty normal. He actually really nice. He, he got my autograph. No one does that. Uh, but his name is Martin Ray. Ah, good. 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 And that's. Um... Yeah, but he seemed. Oh, yeah, completely he, normal. His nice. eyes, nothing weird in his eyes no. or anything like that guy was telling us. Okay, that's good. And it's not good for our story, but it's probably good. I mean, it could, we could spin it to be good for the story. Maybe he's like a devil in disguise. Since yeah. you were probably looking, he probably has greenish brown eyes. You know, that sort of. Well, I got a couple of reasons to believe that if anything's going to happen, it's going to take a little while. So if you remember what Jeff was saying when he went out and committed murder, really, um, he was saying something that was too soon. He did it too soon. So this mm-hmm. leads me to believe that there's a process that he, he believes that there's a process that takes place. Well, the money didn't go through. That's what happened. Right. Pardon? The, the money for the transaction of the ice cream truck, it didn't go through yet. So technically, he wasn't the owner. Well, no, what I mean is um, he was saying that when he murdered the ice cream truck driver, it was too soon. He waited too, he, he acted too fast. Oh. Yeah, he, because the money didn't go through for the transaction. So he technically was not the owner of the ice, the, the kitty shot wasn't the owner. Is that what we're thinking it is? I thought it was just something. I mean, Ignacio Todd. Mm, I'm not sure. I, if that would sound... be the case, then we're following the wrong guy. We need to go and check. No, we're following uh, the right on, guy on the on the big wig in the office. Well, no, well, that's Mark... why I want to keep an eye on this kid, like because I don't think whatever if there is something happening like that, I don't think it's happened yet. And yeah, I mean, um, Ramsey's not selling ice cream. It's this kid, Martin Ray. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, something to do with the transaction. Money-wise, I think what he was implying was that whoever's operating the ice cream truck, after a time, they become influenced by something, and that thing hasn't happened yet. I'm not sure. That that I can buy, Brosif. Yeah, because, well, the transaction already would have happened with uh, Mr. Ramsey over there, but because Mark is not buying the truck, you know? Mm. I think it's something that I think my angle is if what this Jeffrey said was true, Martin's the one who's at risk of 
changing into something, a monster, as Jeffrey says, um, but it just hasn't happened yet. So Jeffrey's you think that we can save no. Martin from being uh, uh, being possessed by this ice cream truck? Well, I don't know. That's that's a pretty heavy question. A lot a lot to unpack there. But I think it was. I think it's something that if Jeffrey's correct, something is going to take control of Martin. I mean, we either save him or we just wait outside his house and watch until he goes out one night and abducts a kid. Yeah, I mean, could do that. Or um, everything seems centered around this truck, though. So I don't know if we could just blow up the truck. Yeah, we could torch it. Well, no, as Jeffrey said, it'd be too soon. We gotta wait. Doesn't matter if the car is dead. Yes. So if there is something possessing, the only way to kill it would be he'd have to have already possessed this Martin kid. Here's the thing. If we see Martin go all voodoo and start stealing kids and we stop him, then we're the good guys and we stop the crime. Yeah. If we blow up the truck right now, we're just criminals. Yeah. It'll be fun though. Well, in the movie <laughs> we can write we can write that in. Yeah, in, in the movie we'll write that in. Sure. Lots you gotta have a scene where I'm walking away, explosions in the background. I'm not looking. Yeah, I'll make sure our special effects budget is top-notch. Damn straight. So you surmise now, since you're now watching from a distance, that he goes up and down every one of these little cul-de-sacs. Mm. He's obviously down there for a while because all the kids come out. And he serves some ice cream. and He goes up and down this way, and then he comes across and goes up and down that way. And... Uh, that process takes him a number of hours. Um, and then you see him move to another neighborhood right next door, you know, nearby, and then just do the same thing again. Um, it, it probably goes until um, one o'clock. And then you'll notice the truck will drive to like a nearby uh, fast food place where he and Blackie will pick up something for lunch, and then uh -huh. he goes right back into it all afternoon. Um, then right about 5 o'clock, uh, they leave the neighborhood, and they start heading back. Back to the factory. Back to the factory. All right, so we got something out of this. We at least got his beat. So. And we got his name. And if we follow him home, we got his address. Yeah. You want to? I'd rather follow him home, just in case yeah, like, he goes out at night and kidnaps the kid. Yeah. This is for the kids' sake. Yeah, that's a movie. Doesn't hurt to have you know any more information. Okay. I mean, how much time do we? I mean, just in case this guy was just a nut job, how much time do we want to spend on this? Eh, three days a week. Week. Um, I mean, if, if this story is true, it's the story of a century. Even if it's not, I mean, you know, let's make it up anyway. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing it now. I mean, I, the script will be, but just call it, uh, I want you to kill the ice cream man, just like he said to us. I mean, that's just creepy. I think we could really do something with this. Oh, yeah. Either way. Mm -hmm. 
Well, let's get the address just in case he goes missing or something like that. Uh, we'll get that piece of information. And then maybe we go and um, maybe since he won't be supervised anymore, maybe that's when uh, the next move will be made. So you guys are going to follow him back to Ramsey's. And then when he leaves there in his little car, you're going to follow him home? Okay. Sure. I would like you... I would like you to do a collective stealth roll. Mm -hmm. I have an 07. That is an extreme. That's pretty good. 87 out of 20. I, I, it makes actually complete sense that it's Ignacio. So he knows how to be tricky and not be seen while he's following. <laughs> I'm turning on the radio to blast some music. He just <laughs> turns it down. I got a 63 out of 20. So. Okay. Yeah. I think I like the Ignacio. You, you've managed to, nobody has noticed you following him. Um, so he drives across town. Um, it's you not. You see a Walkman shoe. Yeah, it's a it's not an upper class area. It's a, you know, it's a place where there's a lot of apartment buildings. And um, uh, there there are a couple of those sort of, you know, freestanding little apartments where there's maybe four apartments um, that are in a block. And maybe there's four over there. Four over there. It's not a complex. It's they're all individual. Uh, but you see him park his car in a little carport, and he uh, gets out. Um, looks like he's, you know, in a cheery mood. Uh, and he uh, goes up the steps, and uh, you see him unlock his door, and he goes inside. The lights turn on. You see the curtains. The lights turn on. He goes inside and closes the door, and everything's quiet. You see there's other people. The lights are on in other apartments around. Okay. For a little bit and then uh, call it a night. Okay. How long are you going to hang out? What time of night is it? Uh, actually, you got there kind of early. So yeah. it's probably about six. Um, I mean, the sun is still up mostly. It's Was it until midnight? Wasn't David kidnapped sometime in the middle of the night? True. So, like, if we see him leave his apartment to go to get his ice cream uh, ice cream van, then we know something's up. Because oh. who does that in the middle of the night? So it's going to be an all-nighter. Yeah, let's make a night out of it. Um, get some coffee. Yeah, you folks mm. take care. Rinse repeat. Okay. Um, some beer for later. Sleep so in. you find a vantage point where you can see the apartment and everything. Uh, and there is a um, a porch light, you know, on so that if he came out the door, you'd see him very clearly. Uh, right about 10 o'clock at night, um, the light in his apartment goes off. Um, but nothing happens. Hmm. All right. Bad. I say we stay till one, just shoot the shit, drink beer. Yeah, hey, you want a Pacifico? Oh, hell yeah. Cheers to the ice cream, man. Cheers. All right. Yeah, I just well, drink water. 
Now, in that amount of time, and that's a large amount of time, you do occasionally see other people, you know, walk by the building. You see maybe some lady come home and she goes upstairs and uh, goes into her apartment. But you don't ever see Martin come out of his apartment. Okay. Well, and this is, uh, we spend most of the night there. Well, you said until like one o'clock. Yeah, one. Okay. Sure. Yeah, it's nothing. You guys are all trying to stay awake. Mm-hmm. Before we go to bed, let's check on, let's go swing by the, the truck lot again, just to make sure the truck's still there. Okay, yeah. You swing by the truck lot. Um, You have a semi-close encounter with a patrol car. Um, But you manage to swing by the lot and, you know, sort of look inside. The truck is still there. Um, You're afraid now because this is an area where there, that nobody should be in at night. So... Your car kind of looked a little suspicious, you think. Um, that cop car is probably coming back around eventually. So, okay. Let's just repeat this for one or two more days and just write this story and get over it. Yeah. All right. So you come home, you go to sleep, you have uh, vaguely disturbing dreams about you know, what you might find. Um, Next morning, what are your plans for this day? Do we want to change up anything we did today? or? or um, I think we just check if he's with that supervisor just to see if something's changed. And if, he's, if he isn't, then we should rest up because then we should stay on watch tonight. Sure. And maybe even start our watch at his uh, at the uh, the factory the warehouse because he might take the ice cream truck out there instead sure. of coming back for it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean that's my. Are idea. you? Uh, I have are, no better you, idea. Are you going to follow him around today? Okay, so at the usual time, same time as the day before. Uh, you notice uh, the trucks going out. You, you notice his truck come out, and you do manage to catch a glimpse that he is now alone in the truck and uh, driving it. Um, are you going to follow him around today? Like, um, can you drop me off at the same street I got ice cream at next time? Sure. I'll, I I can just benefit a doubt of a doubt. Talk to him again. In the under the guise of a regular. Okay. All right. So once again, same routine, followed you know almost to the letter. Um, goes down the the same street. Johnny, you get out. Uh, once again, there's quite a few kids. Um, you see him handing out ice cream. Uh, you get in line. Did he do anything different this time? Now that he's alone. Well, um, do a do a spot hidden. I'm gonna spend two luck to make that a hard. Okay. 
So something you notice, just because maybe it's the psychology of your, all of the stuff that you've been thinking about in your head, whether you're, you're fooling yourself, you're coming up with bizarre, crazy ideas, but his smile um, seems a little more predatory than it was before. And the other thing, the thing that stands out even more so is he looks up a couple of times and sees you in line, but nothing really changes about his expression. Um, you know, there's no familiarity. So he doesn't remember me at all. To his expression. And then you you go through the line and you yeah. you get up towards the front. Um, yeah, what can I get you? Hey, do you remember me at all? Oh, um, have hey, we met? Yeah, take off your hat. And I'm going to show him the autograph. And he pulls off his hat and he looks inside. The autograph, autograph's there. And he's like, um, oh, uh, Mr. Chu, of course. Can I make yeah. a psychology roll? Sure. What are you trying to find out? Well, if he's lying and just reading that name, I, I think it's um, it's obvious. Kind of obvious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So something's up. He's like, are you, are you one of my regular customers? I'm yeah, sorry. and I'll take my regular. Um, would you remind me of what that is? I sell a lot of ice cream. Uh, okay, I'll take a fudge sickle. Okay. And an Italian ice. Okay. He. Uh, he gets the fudge sickle. He says, I, I don't think we have anything well, like Italian ice, just what's on the board. Okay, I'll take the fudge sickle. So he hands you the fudge sickle and tells you how much it costs and takes I the money, money from you. Yeah. And uh, I'll hang around the neighborhood. Not there's a the little car. bit of a wrinkle in his forehead, like, like he suspects that he might be under scrutiny or I don't know, you know, uh, uh, he's trying to pretend like he knows you, but mm. it's, so quite he knows obviously, he up, it's quite obviously that this guy doesn't know who you are. Um, <laughs> Everyone should know me. I'm on the was, commercials. Uh, Thanks, Mister. Have a nice day. You know. Oh, you too. The window. I'll and... hang around and not get into the car. Okay. Um, I'm not eating the fudge sickle. So he goes to the end, turns around, goes back the other direction, and uh, when, when the coast is clear, the I'll head three, back to the car. You three, you notice uh, Johnny standing there with, for a few minutes with uh, the fudge sickle, and this time he waits until the the truck goes down the street to the next little cul-de-sac. That's and odd. then he starts walking back. You prop maybe I don't know, Johnny. Toss the fudge sickle in the trash can or something. Oh yeah. All right. And as I get back into the car, yeah, something's not right. He didn't remember me at all. And who could forget a smile like this? Well, I um. Okay, so like, like I autographed yeah. his hat. 
And when I called him out on it, he didn't recognize it. Something's up. Huh. So you think, think he's been compromised? That somehow we missed... Uh... Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this ice cream uh, van has, has probably taken over his mind. He's becoming a monster. Maybe he okay. already is. So what do we do now? Uh, I think we should rest and stay extra vigilant tonight. Well, tonight, yeah, but what about the rest of the day? Do you think he's going to the lot, or do you think he's just going to stay out? I don't know. Well, I mean, if people's lives are at stake here, we should probably follow him the entire time. I'd say, because if we wait, if we like go do something else and wait at the lot, and then he doesn't turn up, then he can be Yeah. Yeah, best to make sure. I mean, it is a bit risky because he might see us. Uh, but, you know, Ignacio, one of the best drivers I've ever known. Well, he also wouldn't recognize our car if he didn't recognize you. That's also true. Mm. But he'd recognize someone following him. And that's yeah, might and he him. knows you now. And he knows that he got mm-hmm. caught. So maybe... Do we need to, um, like, if he's dangerous, do you think we should, like, have weapons? I, I don't know. If we have weapons and we get in a police police control, it doesn't. Oh, I mean, like a baseball yet. bat, tire iron. I got a a crowbar in the in the uh, trunk yeah, of the work. car if we need it. But I know kung fu. We got that too. I I, I should really show you more than the basic steps, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I grew up on action movies while working at the restaurant, so. Um. It is 1990. Uh, there are sporting goods stores that sell um, baseball bats. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I need a nice metal bat. Actually, wood. Yeah, let's just get baseball bats. I need a Louisville slugger. I'm going to buy some ropes, too. Okay. You go to a sporting goods store. Um, pretty much get anything you want from there. Uh, baseball bats. What? Any, any other things? I'm good. Okay. I Four mean, look, look at that nine bats. iron. It looks pretty good. Any like hunting knives or anything? Sure. Damn, Todd. Oh, no. There's probably guns, but they'll, you know, they need like a three-day. It's California. Yeah, it's a little tougher. We're going to need to do background checks. We'll just tell them we're Hugh Jones. (laughs) Okay. They can tell us for a movie. So because it goes into your inventory, specifically what each of you can. Johnny's got a baseball bat. Joseph. Yeah, I'll get uh, just sort of a fixed blade. Uh, can like a knife that you'd bring camping or hunting, and then uh, maybe a thirty foot length of rope. Okay, Todd. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the. Uh, I'm gonna get a hunting knife. Um, I don't think I'm gonna buy a gun. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm a gun guy. So you're rich enough. I could if anyone wants one. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll they taught me how one. to shoot. Um, it some, still would take you about three days for that to clear. Yeah. So. I don't think that's happening unless you so want a hunting knife. Yeah, I'm going to go with the hunting knife. Not you? Mm, nothing. 
that's okay. Scott Guns right here. How much luck do you have left, Ignacio? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the one that I started with. Uh, see. 50. All right. So you guys are following him. Well, no, you're obviously not following him all day. Although you know the neighborhood that he's in. So you yeah. could go away and come back knowing that he'd still be somewhere. Yeah. In that neighborhood. It's, it's better if we don't stick around. The neighborhood might get suspicious. All right. Because they might remember us from yesterday. And uh, yeah. So, um, and I was thinking that if that patrol car sees us again and it's towards the evening and we're near the truck lot, um, Ignacio, you uh, dropped your checkbook when you went to inquire about a job at the ice cream place. Sound good? Sure, sure. I, I'll try. As an alibi, yeah. All right. So, uh, ultimately, though, you do follow the truck back to the lot, and it gets locked away. And um, you notice uh, Martin comes out and gets in his car, and uh, he drives away. But you also notice that he doesn't drive in the same direction that he drove yesterday. Yeah, let's follow him. Okay. He drives about four blocks over and parks his car uh, under um, a large you know, tree that's out in the front of some other industrial building. And he just parks it, and he sits in his car. So you guys actually end up with the point where you either park your car or you drive past him, and uh, hey, go John. somewhere else. Yeah. You feel like uh, doing some acting? Yeah, he knows my face. Well, I'm assuming you have makeup and stuff. Do I have my makeup kit? Uh, no. <laughs> no. So your, your makeup uh, kit's big. <laughs> would it be um, out of place for a, uh, a homeless person to be wandering around the street around here? Probably not. They'd probably be picked up by the cops the second they were spotted. Okay. Because I was going to say, you could, we could make you up to look like a homeless person, you know, cover it, but cover up your face. Uh, you could sort of stumble by the car, try to get a look at what he's doing in there. I'd say we drive past them and then park 100 meters uh, in front of him while they discuss their plan. I mean, if he parked four blocks away from the ice cream van, we can just park near the ice cream van and keep that in sight instead of a guy. Yeah. Mm, if he's going to go 
abducting kids or changing his MO. He needs a special ice cream van. Well, right? we don't know exactly the details of what we're in unknown territory right now because we know that the ice cream truck is involved with all this, but we don't know anything else other than that. He could go to a place. Well, well, no, he's, um, you know, the kid, David, he was walking to an ice cream truck in the middle of the night, that same ice cream truck. I don't want to, I just don't want to let him out of my sight right now. Okay. Fine. I have the same feeling. What if, one or two of us snuck back in to the lot, the hidden truck before he gets it. He's got, he's got to go get the truck. I mean, I'd be willing to, if I can get over that damn wall, I'd be willing to, uh, I'd be willing to hide in that, uh, in the truck somewhere. You want to hide in the truck? You might be putting yourself in danger. Like a hunting knife. <laughs> There's not really any place to hide in the truck. Yeah, you can hide that. in the freezer, but that's what I, was I feel thinking. like that's a one-way trip to becoming ice cream. I know, right? Mm. He's going to be awfully surprised when he goes to stuff a kid in there and he finds a you. <laughs> I need you to sign this contract right now. I'll, I'll just stay with Ignacio. It's fine by me. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. We're going to keep an eye on this kid because if he goes back to the truck, no harm, no foul. But if he goes somewhere else, we figure it out. So yeah. Um, and and we'll all be together, so we don't get split up. If he goes, we to only have the one truck car. at night. I'm worried about what might happen. I'm just. Well, we'll be there to stop him. You got the hunting knife. I got the Louisville Slugger. Ignacio, he's got his guns. All right, so we're going to split up the couple of us over by where the truck's at. Maybe some couple of us stay here for the um, what he's doing in the park or in the parking lot. Uh, I was just saying we all stay in the car. Yeah, we could all stick uh, around here because we. Okay. It's okay. just I mean, easier that way. And we're yeah. not splitting up because we don't have two cars. Uh, that's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you can sort of kind of see a little into the car from where you guys are, and you don't see any movement at all. Um, and the car's off? The car's off. He must be melting. Uh, well, Summer heat, no AC, just sitting there. He's in the, he's in the, he was in the shade of a, a tree, but it's also late evening, so by now most mm. of the shadows have covered all the buildings around you cast shadows um but you don't see him really moving around at all he's a freak um mm. he sits there until probably around 9 p.m and then you see his car start up and uh he makes a u-turn an immediate u-turn and starts heading back towards the uh, towards Ramses. Okay. So what do you think? What was that he that. did? I think he's up to no good for sure. Yeah, this is go time now. I think, guys. Okay. Yeah, let's let's tail him. Well, we'll yeah. meet him back at the 
Where we're gonna? All right, as we're on the way, where we're we gonna park there? I'm sure there'll be a place. There's a wall. Yeah, I kind of want to street. You want to park behind the buildings? Uh, I say we not don't like get out of the car. We just wait for him to exit the gate with his ice cream truck, and then we just start tailing. Yeah. Okay. So you you go once again back behind the buildings. Uh, you're at, at behind an adjacent building, but you have a clear view of the uh, the lot. Martin pulls into the uh, driveway. He goes along the alley towards the back of the building, and he parks his car next to the uh, next to the fence uh, where the lot is. And you see him get out. Uh, he still has on the, the uniform. Hmm. He never had time to change it or go anywhere to change it. I'd like you to all do spot hiddens. Oh, eight. I failed 52 out of 30. That is exactly an extreme success. It's a regular pass. Okay. 52, that's a fail. Okay, so uh, Ignacio and Joseph are in the front seats and they're watching very intensely. You guys are kind of watching over their shoulders. Ignacio sees very clearly, sees Martin get out of his car. Martin goes over to the, the gate and there is a, uh, a chain uh, with a big padlock on it like that. He goes over to that and grabs the chain and snaps it like it was nothing. Oh. And pulls the chain out and drops it and pushes the gate open and mm. heads in for the uh, for the truck. You guys can do sanity goals. If you guys tell the others, they can do sanity Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> He just snapped the chain in half. Ignacio, I think he's a little tougher than you are. Yeah. Shit. That guy must I be failed. on steroids. Okay. If uh, you passed, take one D, uh, one sanity point of damage. If you failed, do a 1D4. Because this just got scarier. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lost four. <laughs> Ouch. You think you can just hit him with your car? You are once again thinking about your guys, body, yourself, your health. God no, damn it. I have a big career No one can do that, guys. No one, no normal person can do that. I'm starting to think that everything that that crazy person we met the other night told us is absolutely true. I think we got to kill the ice cream, man. You see him fire up the truck. I think so, starts, too. Starts to pull it out. We so definitely. I don't want to die, man. I'm going to be famous. I'm definitely a little more bummed. Stay in the car. But if we go after this kid now, we are the bad guys. Mm. If we get to the point where the circumstances are clear that he was intending to do harm to some other person, and then we go after him, then we just happen to be in the right place at the right time and stopped a horrible crime. Oh, yeah, we can get our alibis together. We're all coming home from the bar. Uh, he starts play. to he starts to drive it down the alley. I, I follow him. Okay, you start up. You turn your lights on. I have to. Yeah. 
You don't have to. Try to borrow without the lights in. Um, um, I mean, this this area is pretty dead, right? At the it's moment, pretty dead, right? Okay, so I'll wait unless uh, as soon as I see other cars coming from another direction, then I turn the lights on. You could also follow them like a street down if we know the area. Like if he makes a turn, you could make the turn before the one he did and parallel him and wait at that intersection and then see where he goes from there. And so you're always like one step behind him. With a luck roll, you might be able to get to the neighborhood before he does because he is in a big truck. And you guys are in a fast car. Can so do a group luck roll or a... So we want to assume that he's going to be going to where his route is. That's what I say, yeah. Okay. So, well, I'll, I'll have Ignatio do the luck roll. Ah, okay. Because he's driving. 44. That is a success. Okay. All right. So you guys sort of head him off uh, by just maybe three minutes. Um but you know the route, you know where he comes into the neighborhood and where he goes along. Uh, you park your car, uh, you turn out the lights and you're watching. And sure enough, uh, it's now about 10 o'clock. Um, he uh, drives into the neighborhood quietly and without his uh, little tinkly bells going, of course. Um, you see him go down he skips the first cul-de-sac and then he goes to the second cul-de-sac down the way and you see him slowly turn onto the street and uh, start moving down the street. Um, guys, where do you guys want to go to? We want to stop at the end of the cul-de-sac. Okay. So you see him drive down there and it's fairly, you know, long cul-de-sac. There's maybe seven or eight houses on each side of the street. And there's the end, but there's no way for him to go. Uh, he parks his van somewhere down at the end of the street, and nothing happens for a few seconds. And then you think that you see a light down at the end of the cul-de-sac there's an open door um, uh, to one of the houses and everybody do a spot hidden because you're looking at a, quite a bit of a distance down there yes. uh, I got an 08 I can spend two to make it an extreme oh wait's good enough okay. you think okay. you see a little kid um, I pointed coming, out coming down their front you know uh, walkway. How, how is he doing that? Wait, no, no, no. I want to. I want to get out of the car and I want to run. I want to intercept. I, okay, this is okay. I want to run up there. All right, all right. So I also get out of the car. Todd jumps. Get... Todd jumps out of his car. He goes uh, running uh, rather impetuously in that direction. Todd, I get have, in the driver's seat. You have your knife. I do. Oh, okay. I do. All right. Uh, we should bring the car up. Uh, okay, so you guys are sort of moving. Well, Ignacio said he got out too. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I get in the driver's seat. Okay, so the two of you are still in the car. Ignatio is out. Todd is way ahead, though. Um, I try to stay a little bit more in the shadows. Okay. Yeah, and, and move towards the truck. Uh, so, Todd, as you are running up, uh, just as you're running up, you see Martin in his little uniform, and um, the little girl is standing in front of him, and he's got that weird smile on his face. And he's uh, opening the door of the passenger side and starting to usher her in uh, just as you come running up. I want to grab the girl and just keep okay. Pick well, up and keep he's running. kind of between kind of like... you and the girl, but okay. the second you come running up, he wheels around and he sees you. And uh, 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 the grin on his face doesn't seem to change, but he suddenly grabs your shirt and he pulls you up close to him. And when he does that, you do definitely smell... Something that smells like raw meat. Um, and you're you're startled. You you probably have your knife in hand, but you suddenly look at his face, and his eyes are solid black, and all of a sudden, um you don't know what happens. You're uh, you 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 black out. Um Ignatio, you see Todd fall to the ground uh, as uh, Martin closes the door, goes around, gets in, and yeah, I'll uh, hurry towards the to drive. Uh, I'll hurry towards the car if I can. I mean, I was moving. The cars, its cars, kind of pulling in behind you, but the 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 truck suddenly starts up and it. Now it's it's not fucking around. It it turns around rather quickly and it starts going down the street. Okay, um, so this and went you see much Todd, faster than I Todd lying on the ground. Just uh, I go grab Todd, get to the car. Okay. You are an athlete, so you uh, kind of pick Todd up. Todd is completely limp. Um, Maybe we can let Ignacio drive. I think he's the best one. You sure about that? I've got training. All right. <laughs> you you can act like you can drive, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna rev the engine and go after him okay. after everyone's in. All right. So Ignatio puts Todd in the back seat um, and sits down next to him. Um, and I have to uh, go. He has a kit. Johnny and Joseph, you start. You you get the car. I mean, the car's going. So. Yeah. Uh, you guys are behind him, but he's got a little bit of a lead on you. Uh, about you know twenty seconds lead, so he's already down at the end of the block, turning, uh, turning right, mm -hmm. and heading away. Um, Todd I... is completely limp and oblivious, and it takes maybe five minutes. For Todd to start, you know, fluttering his eyelids yeah. and coming to. 
And for Todd, the last thing you remember is um, is this when you were staking out by the back of the building, and you remember seeing the guy. They said that he broke the lock, but you don't remember really anything right after that. You don't remember how you got into this neighborhood or how you were here. Um, but you guys are all rushing after this guy. Yeah. So um, he well, makes enough- like a day. Is that you're saying I've lost a day of time? From when no, you lost you lost just maybe a couple of hours. A couple hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they can kind of remind you what happened to you, and it yeah. kind of doesn't make sense, but, you know, it starts to after a while. You, you know that something happened to you. Um, <sighs> so you guys are starting to chase this guy, and he's being a little bit reckless, um, but it's late. So there's not, you know, San Daniel's not really a loud town. So um, I'm going to start pretty... wailing on the horn to get attention. Okay. okay. So you start honking your horn, uh, which seems to prompt him to speed up a little bit. Um, he, uh, he heads straight for the highway and he ends up getting on the southbound. Um, which goes back through San Damiel and heads towards the, the Southern Palisades. Um, and now once that he's on the, uh, once he's on the freeway, uh, he's probably doing about 70. Um, so you're, you're keeping up with him, but you're still uh, quite a, you know, ways back. You know, you're not right on top of him, but he's going. So you follow him for a while, and uh, uh, he heads up up the Palisades out out of San Damiel, and starts heading into uh, the desert highway that connects to Los Angeles. You guys, want to do? I mean, we can't really call anyone unless we stop and get to a telephone, and. Uh... No, he has a kid. We have to follow him. Yeah. Guys, I, I think the same thing that our friend that started us all on this crazy-ass journey was telling us, I think that's exactly what just happened to me. I just, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's all true. I really think it's all true. I think you're right. Well, yeah. this little girl's life is in danger, so we got to go. got to keep going. So speed on. You see eventually way up ahead of you, you see he's he gets onto an, an exit, the freeway. Um, you are now literally out in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of the desert. Um uh he gets off the freeway and he makes a uh, a left-hand turn and he's heading deeper into the interior. So he's not heading towards the, the coast, he's heading into the desert. Um, and you guys, um, you guys can sort of keep track of him as you guys are getting off the same exit. You can see he's on that road going out there, but it takes you still a couple of minutes to come around and catch up to him. Now, this part of the desert, there's nothing out there. There's maybe an occasional home, uh, maybe an occasional abandoned home, maybe it's a trailer here and there. 
but for the most part, it's pitch black once you're out on the on this uh, little uh, road out into the desert. You think you catch glimpses of lights far ahead, um, but uh, it goes for maybe oh, half an hour or so, and there don't seem to be, he, he, he might have parked or hidden somewhere or High beams are going on. Okay. So do do a spot hidden for me. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, seventeen, uh, which is a hard. Okay. The desert slopes. You know, there's there's distant hills. This very flat. Um, do you think that off in the distance there might be some sort of structure? that's out there in the desert. Um, do you want to, the roads are dirt at this point. Um, and you can see that there are fresh tire tracks. You can see them clearly in the road. But you also surmise that if you use your high beams now, he'll see you coming. I mean, he already knows he's being chased. Yeah, yeah but he may think that he's lost you. Oh. Yeah, you know what? Element of surprise. I'll turn off the lights. That seems to be the only structure that's, okay. that's out here. He's got to be there. It's dim. You can still sort of see it by you know the very the, the bit of moonlight that's out. Um, Todd, you okay back there? Yeah, I. You want to just... pop that motherfucker's tires? Yeah, I want to. For Todd, it seems a little like you're in a nightmarish dream. Uh, this is dark. so unreal. I, I think we we, we got to take him out. We got to we got to save this girl. Yeah. I don't know about taking him out. <laughs> Let's get the girl. Get the girl. So you wander around a bit. You think you might be a little lost. Uh, you try to look for side roads. Um, finally, you sort of see one where the ruts are or turning, you think it's going towards that structure. And um, you can see just vaguely up in the distance, there is an old, looks like a dilapidated outbuilding of some sort. It's uh, made of cement and wood and the wood's deteriorated and the roof is collapsed and all that. But just as you're sort of coming over there, you can see on the other side of it is that ice cream truck that's parked. And uh, there's a light on inside the ice cream truck. Uh, And you are kind of, you've got the building structure in between you and the the truck. So you can pretty easily sneak up on it. Okay. Let's get up to the back of the building. Um, I'm going to open the glove compartment and get my um, hair gel spray. Okay. And I'm going to get my lighter. Okay. Everybody okay. else has their... I have this hunting knife. I don't know where yeah. I got it, but... Get the I got this. I got the crowbar. I got a bunch of those. 
Nacho doesn't really have anything, no. You can take my baseball bat. He could get any kind of thing that's out of the, the car, like a, yeah, a tie iron. iron. Yeah, those big rocks. Joseph, what do you have? I have a knife and I have uh, some rope. Okay. So you guys park the car, you get out, uh, you sneak up to the wall, and you can kind of peek around the wall. And the, yeah. the ice cream truck is there. The way that it's situated is uh, the butt end of that, the back end of the of the, the van is sort of facing you. Um, on the uh, on the right hand side, you have the ice cream door window. Passenger side, the other side, you have the uh, like this. You also can hear a noise. Um, it sounds kind of like a mixer that's running. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. oh, he repaired it. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, I, I, I jump through the door. You jump through the what door? Yeah. Uh, the, the side door well, that I manipulated. You guys are, you guys are back over here. You're, you're not up to the van yet. Then I get up to the van. Okay. Yeah. Which side of the van are you going to go up on? Passenger side? Uh, the one that gets me in, uh, to the mixer inside. I think that's the passenger door. Yeah. And as he's doing that, I'll if we get when we get up to the truck, if I can, I'm gonna slash the tires. Okay. Mm. Um, Todd and Johnny, how are uh, you? I'm gonna stick with one of them. Uh, I'll go with Ign uh, Ignacio, just okay. so we have two and two. I'll I got a knife, so I'll get the other side tires okay. on the other side. Okay, so Ignacio and Johnny. Uh, your approach, you want to approach the, the passenger side door so that you can get inside. Um, you are going to be going by the window that uh, that looks in. If you want to do. I'll look in if the window's open. Okay. I get the door. So, Johnny, as you go up, uh, you, you sneak up kind of hunkering down, you know, so that you're kind of low. Ignatio goes past you towards the door. And Johnny, you kind of raise up and you, you peek in. And I would like all of the players except for, for Johnny Cho to um, remove your earphones. I'll give you the thumbs up when you can come back. Okay. I'm going to put my hand over my mouth so that they can't see what I'm saying. Okay. You um, you raise up, you know, half your head so that you can peek in the window. And at first, you don't quite know what it is you're looking at. It reminds you of Martin, but it's like... Um, as if Martin had been made out of a leather balloon that has been deflated and it's laying over the top of the, um, the ice cream freezer. Uh, it, it's 
it, my God, it's, it's just his skin. And when you look back, there is this thing that looks like, um, hard to describe, like a pink um, humanoid, but instead of a, uh, a normal face, it has a huge sucker-like mouth and uh, long spindly fingers. It has no hair on its head and it has black eyes and it seems to be engaged in mixing something up in the uh, thing. I would like you to do a sanity roll. 25, I made it. You made it? Yes. Do a 1d6. <laughs> oh, Lord. Two. Two. All right. I'd probably make a noise. So as uh, you, you all can hear me. Yeah. Um, so as Johnny peeks in the window, and you guys are watching this, uh, the first thing you hear out of his mouth is, what the fuck? And then suddenly he yells and he backs away from the window and kind of trips over his feet and falls on the ground. And he's like, holy shit. Um, jo Johnny, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? Uh, it probably heard me, right? Yeah, there are probably people half across the desert. <laughs> it's, it's, it was wearing his skin the whole time. Ignatio, you're at the front door. Did you want to open it? Yeah, I just... And then... Okay. Uh, you bust open the door without too much difficulty. And you step inside. And now you see what Johnny sees. At this point, probably the other two have curiously looked up through the window just because Johnny's freaked out. Lying across the top of the freezers looks like a rumpled Martin skin um, that is just a flat, you know, an empty flesh skin. And in the back of the van, now alerted because of the noise, is a strange pink colored uh, humanoid with uh, long spindly fingers. And instead of a face, there's a huge sucker-like mouth, like a remora um, with little teeth all the way around and two large black eyes. And it apparently was a moment ago engaged in doing something with the mixer, but now it's moving towards the front of the van. Uh, you can all do sanity rolls. Um, I already had him in my hand. I, I failed. Oh, I failed. Yeah. Oh, no. I passed. If you failed, if you passed, do a 1d6. If you failed, do a 1d8. Four. Two. Five. Okay. So, Ignacio and Todd, you both scream 
Ignacio, you stumbled, probably falling out of the van in the process. Okay. Howard, you got a five. So I would like you to run roll a uh, roll an intelligence roll. First of all. Okay. Fail. You failed. Yes, Excellent. Excellent. You want to fail. All right. So you just take the five points of damage. But okay. you're also you also yell. All right. Yeah. Hollering. What is that? Kill it. <laughs> just kill it. The thing it's coming uh, towards me. Yeah, the thing immediately moves towards the front of the van and starts to come out. Ignacio, you're there. Uh, Johnny's lying on the ground. The, the other two are, you're still mobile, but you're uh, terrified as this hideous, drooling thing comes out of the, uh, out of the van. What the fuck is that? So I have my crowbar still, or did I drop it? Um, do a luck roll to see if you dropped it. Okay. Uh, I dropped it. Fortunately. Um, the thing moves forward rather swiftly towards Ignatio. He's the closest person. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's going to try and grab you. So that's its okay. attack. What do you want to do in return? I'm going to fight back. You're going to fight back. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to spend some luck if I may. And that would be, I have to spend uh, math at this time of day. Uh, seven points of luck to make it a success. Okay. So what you can muster uh, is you don't have the, the thing in your hand, so you just swing at it as it starts to lean down. I, I probably kick when I'm lying on the on the ground. Okay, okay. So uh, you beat my roll, which means you succeed. When your foot and hand come into contact with this thing, it's kind of mushy, like it's like it's not got any actual rigid bone structure in its body um so it takes your hit pretty well you know without it'd be like hitting a rubber rubber duck or something um should it, i should i it, still roll or well no that's that's your turn it it sort of when you do that it no, sort of damage howls a strange you can you can roll for damage uh that would be a three no. three Okay, so it's halved. Uh, you do it a little bit of damage, but not enough to really hurt it much. Okay. Um, it makes a strange howling noise uh, as you do that. Uh, Joseph, what do you do? All right, uh, I'm going to slash at it with my hunting knife. Okay. Trying to put him to a roll. I failed. Okay. It it also failed. So it as you swing at it, it swings at you with one of its hands, and and misses, and once again makes a sort of howling noise. Uh, Todd, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go right for that sucker right in the middle of its face with with my hunting knife. I'm just gonna stab right at him. Okay. No. Fighting brawl, right? Yep. Uh, and I miss sixty-six. I miss. Okay. As you do that, um, it sort of rears back its head, and it suddenly launches forward, and this stream of black and green oh. goo comes flying out, and it splatters you in the face. Oh. Um, it doesn't, it, it sort of blinds you. You fall back in the process. Uh, and very quickly, you can feel it starts to burn. Oh, boy. Johnny, what do you do? Uh, so I've got the hairspray in one hand, lighter in the other. Flamethrower this. Okay. This abomination. Okay. Uh, fighting brawl. Yeah. Oh. oh, 79. Fail. I also fail. I'm failing all these too. So uh, it's not lighting the way you want it to light. So you're just standing there. Um, <laughs> all right. It's now. Well, let's see. If the creature's going to try to do something, um, <clears throat> uh, the creature looks like it's going to turn and try to spit at somebody else. Um, but it hasn't chosen a target yet. So you guys can uh, start again. Ignatio. I'm going to attack this time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is, can I pick up the crowbar first? Yeah, you can now. Okay. Pick it up. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how much damage it does, but uh, I'm rolling so great this night. Uh, that is, uh, I mean, in this case, I need to spend 20 luck to make it a hit. Uh, I think I just miss. Okay, just miss. Yeah. So you swing at it, and it, it brings its arm up, and uh, you don't even manage to graze it, and it, it keeps you from hitting. Um, Joseph. All right. I'm going to... How big is this thing? It's a little bigger than a human. Uh, maybe about seven feet tall. Okay. Um, and very flabby looking. And Would we gain any advantage if it were knocked down? Maybe. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to maybe like um, just kind of grab it and try to shove it down to the ground and get on top of it. Grapple it down? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll. All right. Uh, that's a success. Brawl? Yeah. I got an 89, so it's not able to prevent you. You tackle it on okay. the ground before it can do anything. Um, all right. You knock it you knock it down. You've tackled it. And the thing is now struggling with you kind of on top of it. Uh, yeah. Todd. Okay. Um, can I see now again? Have I been able to wipe my eyes? So you've, you've wiped see? it away, but the stuff is burning your skin. I, there was a sink in this inside. The, we're, we're inside, right? Inside the... No, you're out, outside. Oh, we're outside. You're outside, outside okay. um, at this point. I mean, how? 
how bad is it? I, would I be able to take another, like just to, to just slash? I just want to slash that it's where its throat is or that. Yeah, I just want to try that again. Yeah, I think your anger is enough to get, you know, you know. To get me through it? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. You got a fighting brawl. But you are going to want to get that shit off your skin or. All right. So maybe I'll spend my, I'm going to take off my shirt. I'm just going to wipe off as much of it as I can off my face. Okay. I'll take my shirt off. That's my action. Yep. Well, no, okay. you can take your shirt off and still hit him. And still hit him. Okay. I'm going to do that. I've taken my shirt off and I wipe my face. And I do want to like, I do want to try to stab it right in the face one more time. Okay. Let's see what I get. And... Twenty-eight. I think that's uh. There it is. Twenty-eight. That is. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but it's a twenty-five. Is my fighting brawl. I'm gonna spend. Uh, I'm gonna spend. I got a twenty-eight. Here's the thing. I got a hard. Okay. I'm gonna spend. I want to get an extreme, so I gotta take it down to seven. So I will spend that much luck. To bring it down to an extreme for a seven. It's a lot of okay. It's a lot, but I mean, it's, yeah. I had I have like sixty-seven points of luck that I can blow. So, yeah. All right. Um. So, uh, with Joseph sort of lying on top of the thing and it's struggling, you manage to get a vantage point and you bring the knife down into its face. Uh, go go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. Uh, what's the what was the damage on that again? I don't think I... damage on a knife is one d four plus two plus your damage bonus. One d four plus if two. It's, if it's an extreme, it's just maximum damage. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So do you okay, have a so damage you bonus? Can, yep. Uh, my damage bonus is. Uh, I think it's on the bottom corner of your. Shirt. I have no damage bonus. Okay. So six. So, so six. six okay, six points. Got it. So you jam the thing into its face, and it uh, its blood is kind of like a black goo. Um, at least that's sort of what you think at first. It's it's more like a clear glue goo, but there are black like it's filled with black pepper or something, little black spots of stuff. Um, the thing screeches when you, uh, when you jam your, your knife into it. Uh, everybody, you're, uh, do a constitution roll because it's loud enough mm. that it actually hurts your ears. Constitution, see if you're, okay, pass. Pass. Yeah, pass. Okay, Joseph. All right, so now that I've got... Wait, did you do your constitution roll? You failed? Okay, so you're right on top of it. When it screeches, it like hurts your ears. Your ears are ringing from the sound of it. Um, and now I think it's Johnny's turn. We're going to set this thing on fire. So I'll try again with the hairspray. Okay, now Joseph's on top of it. Yeah, and this thing's seven feet tall, so I'll go for the feet. He set his feet on fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. 
Hey, you know what? I'm spending 10 points of luck just to make that a normal. Okay. I got a hard. Okay. Do, do I get an advantage because it's on the ground and pinned? Uh, well, I got a hard, so. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll spend, um, I'll spend the luck. All right. So you light its feet on fire. You get some of that gel on there and the feet suddenly go up. Joseph, you suddenly notice that uh, down where your feet are, that thing's feet are on fire. I sort of bend my knees. <laughs> yeah, kind of pull away from it. Ignatio, what do you do? I'll it with the <laughs> crowbar. Okay. Oh, seven. Okay, that beats anything. Go ahead and do damage. What is crowbar? I don't think I've got crowbar on my list. The base of uh, bat pipe, uh, 1d8 plus your damage bonus. Okay, so 1d8 plus 1d4. Do I do maximum automatic because it's a... Uh, is it an extreme? Uh, I have, uh, yeah. Okay, you do maximum. Uh, you hit 12. the thing. And there's a horrifying squishing noise as this black goop comes pouring out of it. It's struggling for a moment, uh, but it suddenly goes limp. And you probably take the opportunity to smash it a few more times in the head with via your crowbar. But it stops and it's dead. I say we drag it into the van and burn the van. We have to look for the kid. I don't know if you're going to want to see that. Ice cream machine's still on, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm just exhausted from the fight, so I'm gonna roll off of this thing onto my back, and I'm just like flopping down, like. All right, I'm going to go into the ice cream van. Okay. And see what's uh, what's cooking. Inside the uh, inside the ice cream machine, there is a kind of uh, pink slurry with um, those same little black peppers like that are in it, little little dots of black all through it. And it's, uh, except you also now notice that there is a little girl's dress or probably pajamas lying on the ground next to it. And At least we, uh, we got this monster. Well, too late. I turn off the machine and um, I'm going to head back to the car because I'm going to start siphoning gas to burn this fucker. Well, let's try gas. Oh yeah, I can siphon gas. Sure, put it in the okay. container. So yeah. your intention is to burn the fucking thing. Yeah, we're gonna put the corpse in the van. Just leave it out in the desert to just rot. All right, and then you'll eventually make your way back to uh, San Damiel. And as I said in the beginning, you'll never really be able to enjoy anything again with the horrors that you've seen here this night. And that's the end of the story. So, what was going on? At some point in time, hundreds of years ago, a woman gave birth to this thing, 
this child. Uh, she was probably involved in some sort of the Lovecraftian witchcraft or, or something. Mm. But it started out as a normal child, and then it grew kind of ugly as it got older. And eventually, its old skin sloughed off, and uh, its teeth fell out, and its face was replaced by this sucker thing. And it realized that the only thing it could actually feed on was uh, liquefied meat. It developed the ability to spit this kind of digestive fluid uh, onto its victim and uh, dissolve its victim and then slurp it up. Like uh... So for many centuries, it did this, hiding in the shadows, taking victims. And then as the modern age came upon it, it realized that the easiest way for it to get victims was to get children. Uh, it had hypnotic abilities. It could uh, make people susceptible by adding a bit of its weird saliva into their food. So its modus operandi now was to travel from place to place. It would... Um, feed by capturing these children and liquefying them and drinking them. And then it would move to a new area. And what it would do to keep itself from being traced is it would sell the van to somebody, hopefully somebody who didn't have a family or close family ties, somebody that wouldn't be missed for a while. Um, Kelly was one of those. His family was in Michigan. Um, he was a loner. He bought the thing. And then what it would do is it would wait. It would wait a couple of days for the transaction to clear. And then once that person had legal ownership, like you had thought in the beginning, then he would waylay that person, kill them, take their skin and put it on, and then pretend to be them, the new owner, but in a different physical skin. Uh, problem was, is that he would, at night, he would sleep in the freezer. Uh, he'd leave the freezer on and do that. If he couldn't do that, he'd actually find a place where he could, like, set up a residence where he could live temporarily, usually the, the victim's house. He'd put in a freezer there, and he'd sleep in the freezer. That was the padded freezer. Um, because... Although he didn't need the cold, he had rotting skin on him, so he wanted to keep it around as long as possible. He could keep that up for about a month before the smell of the skin would start to, you know, be too much. And then he would move on and find somebody else. He could take one or two kids a month, and almost nobody would ever notice, you know, that like he said, kids like like we said, kids go missing. So in large towns. So he'd been traveling across country and he hadn't really been making a mistake, except that our main guy in the beginning had figured out what was going on and was hunting him down. Now he had sold the, the van to to Kelly 
but the transaction wasn't complete. So he was going to wait a couple of days and then take over Kelly. Unfortunately, what's his name killed him um, thinking that he was the monster. Um, well, that, that put the monster on the spot because he was hungry and he needed to feed. So he did the only thing that he could do. He sold the van to the company because he couldn't find an easy victim. And then he would wait around the night that you went and followed Martin home. Uh, the monster was already there waiting for Martin. So Martin was way late that evening and stripped and the thing put on his clothes. So the next day it wasn't actually Martin at all. It was the monster. And the rest is, uh, the rest is the nightmare. The, the nightmare that your characters would have is that you might've been able to save that little girl if you had just been a little more, you know, <laughs> oh. not worrying about being a hero or whatever. So that's it. Any questions? Damn. So Martin was in there getting cut up and worn while we were like waiting in the car. During <laughs> we were just drinking beer. Yeah, drinking we were like beer, drinking man. beer, smoking cigarettes, and like he's in there getting cut up and made into a suit. God. Yeah, it's oh. horrible. <laughs> I mean, we still got him in the end. When when I first read this, I wrote to the author, uh, and I I said, you know, can we can we run this? And he's like, sure. And I said, dude, this is really damn dark. <laughs> children eating, yeah, making them uh, into into to children slurpees. Yeah. All right. Wait, at least, go ahead. And, go ahead. Yeah. No, at least they can't do it anymore. But right, just saved one. You ended his nightmare, this this horrible nightmare. Yeah. All right. Our players included Dan DePaulis, uh Alex Sun, Joe Bartolis, and uh, Jan uh, Schlegel, with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft on the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.